Material Components Episode 86 Beyond the Fields We Know Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm more happy to be here. Uh, Hey, guys. Well, you know what? Oh jeez! Oh god, we had one good week, one intro. We had one good intro last week. Uh, it can't happen again. It nope, can't nope. happen again. All that made me think of the think of is the Ben Wyatt the the. Oh, All right, dear Jerry. God. <laughs> uh, anyway, whatever. Enough of that <laughs> nonsense. Uh, I am Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer, for now, anyway. Uh, I am Michael Isman, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, the Half Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is Do you remember what happened last time? I mean, no. we did a lot of prep for something that might not end up coming to fruition. So yeah. um, <laughs> that's every <laughs> single one of our Which plans. Which sounds pretty uh, par for the course. You know, yeah, it, it very on brand. It wouldn't be D&D if we didn't spend a whole session planning and then immediately throw it out the window. Uh, that's just that's just how it goes. Um, yeah. Fuck, yeah, we... Uh, had our various ambassadors sort of meet with the the forces that they associate with, I suppose. Um, Tears of meeting with the Jarashir and Cherish and Valor, meeting with uh, the Infernal Legion. Um, so I wasn't there for those. Those went well, I thought. <laughs> Did we? Last time wasn't when we went to. Duskwalker. That was the time before? Correct. Yes, that, that was the time before, yeah. Boy. Just like in real life, time has no meaning in this campaign. Everything, uh, yeah. Everything happens so much when it's the end of the world. Here. But yes, you uh, had your meetings with the different ambassadorial contingents. Uh, tears are going off to speak with the Jarshir about, you know, maybe not killing the devils as much, especially if the devils are going to make some kind of strategic push towards Amberfell once you start closing the rift. Meanwhile, and Cherish my- and Valor went to go talk to the devils about making some strategic push towards the Amberfell mines when you started closing that rift. Or right. once. <laughs> But we also found out that after the demons are gone and the portal is closed, the devils just might disappear. That is uh, a distinct yes, possibility. Uh, Which I is did, the best case scenario. I did kind yeah. of uh, interrogate Valor a little bit about the nature of whatever deal he made. Um, so we kind of know uh, that the devils are not welcome once the portal is closed. Um, and... That may include Valor as well. 
Yes, indeed. Um, you learned that Valor's deal entailed promising ten years of service upon the plain of Avernus once the demons in this part of the Tempest Rest Valley had been banished away. He had promised that service to the Archangel Zariel, who he believes is his mother. Was it when they're all eliminated, or was it when the portal was closed? I'm trying to remember the specific wording on that. Uh, it is once the demons were no longer a threat, and that is sort of open to interpretation as these deals go. Yeah. Oh boy, why did he leave it so open-ended? Well... Yeah. I mean... Because technically... I mean, that kind of works for that's him. That's always a threat. Theoretically, that's... would they always be a threat? You know, it's like, oh, well, they're there. They're, you know... Mm, yeah, they always exist. Point. It's always a threat. I'm just saying, devils can totally use that loophole. No, um, for sure, for sure. But anyways, um, more importantly, we discovered a little bit about our good friend, Camion, um, who... Uh, <laughs> Up until, up until this point, I assumed was just all about the mission, you know, completing uh, tasks for the old mage. But no, Camion has a not no human, humanity is not the right word because obviously humans are just a part of it. But like, I'm I'm seeing a new side of Camion, and I I, I feel uh, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Both me and Sid. When. Mike, when you asked, do you all remember what happened last time, I was going to respond with, nothing about the plot, but everything about the various romantic entanglements that were revealed. <laughs> There's a lot. There was a lot going on. Uh, and Valor seems to be the center of most of them, which is You know, I mean, <laughs> look totally at him. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, K-drama that was... looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Talila showed up. That was cool. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. pretty much all of the threadless, except for you know, excluding one, uh, yeah. are all here, uh, as far as we know. That's um, true, as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Because yes, uh, at the the last moment before you were preparing to disembark. Talila did indeed show up, having apparently mastered some sort of spell that allows her to traverse the strange in-between place, the astral-ethereal hybrid plane that you've been to so many times before, and apparently that allowed her to get here very, very quickly. Uh, because, according to her, she can fly there. And she doesn't see why anyone else shouldn't be able to. And she was so upset when we I suggested know. that that was strange. Like that's not that's not, so we were trying to, that's not what we were trying to say. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us conveyed tones of like astonishment and like excitement. But not yeah, but not disbelief. Yeah. So I at this point can't disbelieve anything anymore, so. <laughs> uh but yes, you know that uh, with a little bit of help from uh, all of your Threadless companions and some supplies that you picked up at Duskwalker Import and Export TM, you can reach the portal within the Amberfell Mines within the day. In just a few scant hours, you can traverse that great distance that would otherwise take you three days and hopefully reach 
uh, a method of sealing that portal within the day, within the next 24 hours at the very least. That was the which plan is, anyway. Yeah, and which is good, re, like reaching it in a few scant hours because uh, the old mage has um, lost temporarily, apparently, the ability to kind of hold together uh, both the ritual that keeps the valley safe and also whatever was keeping this horrible tentacle beast who we learned the name of. Yeah, and that was uh, the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. You know, Demon Boom, Prince of I just needed a second. To... Yeah. Lord uh, of the from 88th just... layer of the abyss. Sticking his little fingers into the valley. Oh, not, not a lot of fingies. It's more noodly. They're slightly yeah. noodly hey, maybe those are his fingies. <laughs> no. Uh, but yes, you, according to your hellish allies, you have been countering demons from, or at least they suspect from, the 88th layer of the infinite layers of the abyss, that plane known as Abyssum, the home of one of the most feared de- of demon princes, Demogorgon himself. Ain't that just the way? He also uh, got some intel from the Infernal Legion that there's some sort of divine power in Amberfell itself. Yes, um, which there's a theory going around that perhaps the missing god and triplicate perhaps is down there. Very real possibilities, but you decided to pursue Something the realm scar first. Divine. Yes. Um, trying to focus on the task at hand, you decided to keep on keeping on towards the portal and hopefully close that and solve whatever missing god problems you have after the fact. Demons first, god second, as is the way in these things. (laughs) But in order to enact this plan, you needed a way of communicating at great distances with uh, those you had chosen to ally yourselves with. And so you called upon the old mage to hand out some of those fancy pocket watches that you've been traveling with. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that didn't work out so well. Do you remember why? Uh, she didn't pick up. She didn't pick up. Yeah. I mean, Rigel Goodbody did, so. Yeah. Thankfully, her major domo and attendant, Rigel Goodbody, that most fastidious and studious of manservants uh, was able to hook you up with a couple of magical pocket watches that you can signal your allies with. But he did indicate that the old mage's restful trance, which normally only lasts four hours, had apparently gone on a bit longer than usual this time around. That bodes really well. Like, mm. re- like really, really well. Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And as you made the last little preparations for that pulse that has been going off every eight hours when the old mage conducts her ritual, the question hangs in the air about whether or not that ritual is even going to happen. 
even as you used the access you had to your allies to try to dry every last bit of moisture in the war camp you had found yourselves in to stop some errant tentacle from bursting force from magically created dark depths. You decided at the last moment to rush out of the war camp, figuring that the tentacles were indicative of your presence, not just the presence of water. So as you fled... Kind of covering all... Covering all your bases. Covering all our bases, yeah. <sighs> but as you managed to get to the outskirts of the war camp, to the very war front where you had fought a Baylor <laughs> of... Uh, Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. <laughs> in in Runus, real time, that was like a month and a half ago. D and D, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. The ruinous remains of that battlefield now splash underfoot as you sprint away from the war camp, determined to distance yourself as quickly as possible from those who might come to harm should these tentacular entities burst through into your reality. And as the clock strikes two and certain questions hang heavy in the minds of those rushing away from the war camp, there is a terrible long moment in which nothing happens as the second hand on several pocket watches in the near vicinity strike two. It ticks and ticks as you keep sprinting. Cherish, you are staring at this pocket watch as you attempted to run around and attune to it even as you ran from place to place. Yep. It is a frantic, desperate effort that you are making to do this. Mm -hmm. But even as you do so, you stare at the face of this watch as the second hand ticks first past the 10 second mark and then 15 and then 20. Everyone's still running as nothing happens. And nothing continues to happen as the second hand ticks by. You're all sprinting behind you. Judah is carrying Talila as she giggles and squeals, unsure about what's happening. <laughs> Camion and Valor are rushing nearby. You sprint away from the war camp, past piles of dead demons to either side of the road, where the Baylor erupted into a massive explosion in its death throes. As you sprint and cherish, you stare down at this watch. Finally, the second hand ticks, the minute hand clicking over to 201, or as the watch reads, 1401. And still, nothing has happened. And as these eight threadless run, there is a dangerous moment happening at the north end of the valley. Near the edge of Lake Quelio, 
sits a tower, tall and regal. It has stood there for as long as anyone can remember. It is the residence of the old mage. Those with an aptitude for magic head to this place to learn, to ask questions, the old mage promising to answer truthfully to whatever questions those who go there may ask. By her own admission, she is not a deity or someone deemed worthy of worship. She is simply someone who has had an immense amount of time to learn. The secrets she keeps, she says, at least, are to safeguard the valley, to safeguard this last scrap of a normal world. Because something that everyone knows is that 521 years ago, magic went mad, and the world was destroyed erased, thrown into chaos. No one's 100% sure. All that is known is that 521 years ago, the valley was founded. People arrived here from disparate corners of many worlds. Refugees the Threadless have learned that many of those refugees came at a heavy price, leaving behind those they loved, places they cared for, homes, and traditions. The Threadless have also learned that someone or something has been working to destroy any evidence of a time just before the founding. Some cult of... Strange alien archivists? Perhaps. The old mage herself? Another possibility. The only thing that is known is that 521 years ago, the world, as folks knew it, ended. And the Tempest Rest Valley became the world. What most folks don't know, what the Threadless know, is that for 521 years, an old elven wizard has worked tirelessly to keep this valley safe. Every eight hours, she conducts a ritual, the purpose of which still remains a mystery, but the results of which are clear enough, at least to your eyes, and that is the safety of the valley. She does something to keep the outer storm at bay, that enormous, roiling tempest which lurks just beyond the mountains that ring the valley. What is common knowledge is those that go out into that storm are destroyed utterly, and if not destroyed, then changed beyond recognition. Terrible aberrations emerge from that storm. Creatures so racked by whatever magic they were put through that they are unrecognizable to the creatures they once were. 
if that is any indication of what occurred in the outside world, then whatever the old mage does must be worth it, right? For 521 years, Zenerva Arkantol has conducted this ritual and kept the valley safe. Every eight hours. This is the first time in 521 years in which she has not. Ooh. And the consequences of that inaction are about to unfold. Somewhere in a tower at 14.02, Zenerva Arkantol shakes from her stupor with a cry and a scream falling from where she sat resting, Rigel Goodbody rushing to her side, and she struggles to stand knowing that it's already too late. She moves with her best speed to a pedestal, the center of which is a teleportation circle you've seen her use in the past that will take her to the island at the center of Lake Quelio. But it's already 1403 as she begins to cast this spell, which will take another minute to cast. And even as that occurs, reality begins to buckle. The Threadless sprint away from a campsite. To the north, the Blood War, in all of its hateful glory, has come to the Tempest Rest Valley. To the south, some machination of a heretic cult comes closer and closer to fruition. But even as they sprint, there is a scream and a cry that they have heard before. As to the west, something in the outer storm lets out a cry. Trying to determine what is meant in that scream is anyone's guess. It is a primal, vicious cry, like thunder rolled into an avalanche that echoes across the valley. This is not the pained cry of something being attacked by an errant Tarask. This is not the submissive cry of something being held at bay. This is the cry of something that is free. Something that is awake. And something that is realizing the position it has been put in for 521 years. And I need everyone to roll initiative. But, Mike, and you said nothing happened. A minute passed and there's nothing happening. I don't know and, why it happened. And just, and just like the whale in that one episode of Doctor Who, it decides to keep us, keep keeping us safe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
it realized it didn't want to live here anymore, so it just moved someplace else. It just got up and left. Its planet needs it, Mike. It's going Mm -hmm. away now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though... How close are we to Tirza? You're, Are we getting, getting, you're getting tears as bonus, yes. Okay. Okay. Great. And what is that a plus? Plus what? Great. Plus two, isn't Proficiency. It? Uh, that's more than two. Oh. Wow. Yeah. No, wow. proficiency is whatever your proficiency is. Plus four. Fucking dope. Yeah, no kidding. Uh... Oh my god. I know that Sid's probably going first, but. I rolled real bad. Oh shit! Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, interesting. Oh. Twenty-five like, to twenty. Almost. Wait, I gotta do some quick math. Twenty-two. That would 25. be twenty-five. Dope. Twenty-two. So, uh, okay. Your dex is probably higher than mine. Cherish got a twenty-two. I don't know that what it is. Read. What is yours? I got a twenty-two. Cherish got a twenty-five. No, uh, Cherish got a twenty-five. Yeah. And then uh, Tears also I got a 22. Got a 22. Yeah. I'm going last. <laughs> uh, Grawl, what is your dexterity? Uh, 12, so it's a plus one. And oh, we have the same dex. Okay. I think we've done this. this I think we've done this before, before yes. yes this uh, is very so uh, which of you would like to go first? Not me. Oh, no, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, go sure. for it. Okay. Fact, I'd like to I, figure out what's going on before I go to Eldritch Blast. I know I know we've done this dance before because Grawl, Tirza, and Cherish all have the same dexterity. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So. You all feel something. It's not the pulling sensation you've been feeling before. It's now a push. Something arrests your forward momentum as it shoves at you. There is no sensation of being drawn in. It is a vacuous pressure that is being pushed against you that you can feel in the pit of your stomach. Somewhere in the distance, there is the roar of some deep sea. It's a sound that none of you have heard before. For the expediency of my own description, it is the sound of a roaring ocean, but it is some deep, loud, rumbling noise that none of you would be familiar with. Now what about a history check with a minus one? That is even more so unfamiliar with it. Okay. I won't roll that then. Because you have the possibility of rolling a zero, so... Based on how I've rolled so far, that's very likely. There, after that shattering cry, you see off in the distance the morass that has grown up out of the Amberfell mines begin sprouting forms, creatures, entities rising up out of the water. Not just tentacles here and there, but beasts, demons, pushing themselves up out of dark, poisonous water in mass. As they grow up, you see 
in the distance to the north, some massive bulk pushing itself up on the edge of the horizon, backlit by that weird, oily sky that writhes with those terrible colors. It swirls and shifts with a a sickly, like, red-black kind of sheen, much like oil. And nearby, from a trench that was presumably dug as a fortification at some point, an enormous creature begins pushing itself up. You see, at first, this long, snake-like head rising up out of the water. But even as you watch, you see that that snake, that serpent head with long, poisonous-looking fangs, leads into the back of a enormous bulbous set of shoulders and a neck that are shaggy and covered in brown-black hair in features that mostly resemble a wolf, but a wolf that's had its skin pulled tight across the skull. (sighs) That wolf's head that has a serpent leading out of the back connects to a crimson humanoid body with arms that are far too long, with legs that are far too knobbly and thin to hold up the bulk of this creature. One of its arms drags this horrific almost sweating-looking axe up out of the water. It drips with this oily sheen, and it lets out a howl as it sees you all. The snake head hissing. But even as you see it, the world lurches and shifts. Above the rumble of the sea comes that vicious, horrible cry from the outer storm. And the sky above you breaks, like glass shattering. Pieces of it rain from the sky, and suddenly, beyond the cracks, you see a nighttime sky. It shouldn't be night, according to your watch. But you see stars. As these shards, enormous, fall from the sky, beginning to rain from above you, one of them falls directly towards all of you. You think for a moment to try to get out of the way, but even as you watch, you see that this thing is 200, 300 feet wide. So, if you have some means of Moving that far, that fast, now would be a good time to let me know. 200 feet, you say? About 300 feet. Uh, in how many seconds? Six. Six seconds. Uh, I could... Uh... As it twists and falls through the sky, you see that this shard... whatever it is, swirls with uh, black and gray. It twists and turns in a way that is somewhat disquieting, but also strangely familiar. Uh, 
what is uh, the what is the range of my uh i can't even remember what it's called um a lightning stuff yeah yeah um let me look up the thing that way you can write it down yeah. <laughs> i mean is, is i'll there, be honest right now i don't have anything that can cover that uh, your storm stride there, can uh teleport you to a point you can see within 30 feet well that's not much um is there a uh, google doc of that mike no, nope, but I can share the document with you. Yes, please. Right, Who has the know. scroll that we were going to yeah. use? Uh, Talila. Yeah, but how long does it take to read a spell scroll? More than six seconds, I think. Um, I don't think I can move that far. What's the What's the shards AC? You don't know. Is it falling flat? Down, or is it kind of Prometheus kind of thing that's falling straight down, it's and we should just run to the side and avoid it? Spinning like a <laughs> shard of glass. Uh, um, I'll I ain't going cast, out like Charlie's Theron. I ain't going out like Charlie's Theron. Um, I'll cast magic missile at it. Okay. I attack the darkness um, <laughs> at fourth level. So just trying to put as many break points in it as possible. Okay. So you cast magic missile up at this thing. Your bolts of arcane energy searing up towards it as the thing gets bigger and bigger. The last moments before it strikes, spent in a desperate attempt to shatter it even further. How much damage do you deal to it? To the sky. 17. 20. 20, okay. As you watch, your bolts do not glance against this massive bulk of weird fragmented reality it does not get turned aside it does not cause any breakage it passes through like entering a strange pool of deep deep water even as this shard slams down on top of you all and there is a moment of startled sensation as that push you feel in your stomach becomes a pull suddenly as the shard strikes. And suddenly the smell of spring wafts across your face. And in Tableplop, which is the battle map program we will be using, uh, if you could all look for the map that is labeled Limbo. Oh, boy. Sid doesn't know what that is, but I do. Because um, <laughs> we're all dead. It's true. No. Not yet. You all not find yet. yourselves suddenly there it is. on a small but well-tended to island green grass 
rustles in the breeze beneath your feet, and a rolling flow of cherry blossoms rolls in front of you across a serene pond dotted with lotus flowers. Just behind you and in the near distance around you, curved, ornate bridges connect a series of islands that rest in gentle blue waters. The waters swirl and eddy strangely because as you glance around, you see that just beyond this location and in the horizon is a twisting, horrific purples and blues and grays of the in-between place. The sky and the horizon is an ever-roiling, shifting mass of bruise-like color. Up in the sky, you see a, a hunk of earth hurtle through the nothing, smashing into another piece before ricocheting off of each other, becoming liquid, rolling into a strange semi-solid gelatin, which reforms suddenly into ever more maddening shapes and fractals. And that is just the first of an ever-increasing strangeness that you see up in the sky. And despite yourselves drawing your gaze back to this weird, serene island setting, is by far the least strange thing you could be looking at. Because in the near distance, attached by a couple of other bridges, is what looks to be a pointed roofed building, a temple of some kind. And sitting beneath it is a figure cross-legged, their eyes closed, their green mottled skin reminiscent of the creatures that you've seen before. The weird silver-clad knights that you traded blows with in Duskwalker Import and Export TM. That's right. Oh. This creature looks similar in... Basic shape and outline, vaguely elvish, with mottled green-white flesh, pointed ears, its features somewhat stunted, but it does not have the same kind of martial outfit that those creatures had, this one instead wearing a simple monk's tunic across one shoulder. It sits in a cross-legged position, its arms at its side, seemingly in peaceful meditation, and you hear a, a low droning coming from his position. A almost a, a chant or a, a drone, a song of some kind. When we came in here, do we see like another, like, do we see where we came from? Like, is there like a, like a, almost like a portal or something that we see. No. Mm. Are the rest of the threadless here? No. Yeah. So wait, who is here? Just the four of us? Just Just the four four of of us. We were all standing together though, right? You were. Yep. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Think how... Uh, like Tears's reaction of in that six seconds was she tried to get her shield out and like over the closest per- the person closest to her. So now she's just sort of hovering over the space that 
was Camion. And there is no one there now, but you stand in that defensive position. And there is nothing but the gentle sway of trees in a odd wind of limbo that rolls from the twisting nothing beyond this place. Uh, we Did don't we? know that this is limbo, though, yeah? You do not. Okay. Um, could I try to see if I do know that? Because... Give me an arcana I check. I did... Huh? Give me an arcana check. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to say, that was that was one of the planes that I was able to... Mm-hmm. Like, outer planes that I was able to put on my, um, Cherish Iron Strike patented, uh... <laughs> planar it's true. Uh, sphere. PowerPoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to use advantage on this. Do it. Um, Good stuff. That is a 17. You know about Limbo. You know that it is a strange place that is controlled more by the will and the mind than physical laws. It is another transitory plane. It's not necessarily a place. It is the absence of a place ruled by chaos, unless those who have the will enough to assert control over it to do so. There are stories that you have read of temples of order constructed out of that chaos by an order of monks known as the Githzerai. Okay, I will impart this information to my companions, um, and what does that mean? Did we die? Is this the afterlife? I mean, I don't feel dead. I mean, it's, you feel dead. It's not. No. It's, a, it's not a place. It's a a transistor, a, a transitionary plane. It's not. Anyway. Um, and we clearly, I mean, we clearly see the monk over there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a take a uh, shot in the dark. Did your research say if they were friendly? Don't know either way. I know, I mean, Judah's pretty friendly. True. Yeah, um, not here right now. There are many types of religious yeah. order. Yeah. My biggest concern is um, if this monk is concentrating on making this place exist, that perhaps bothering him will make this place not exist anymore. Okay. So don't break his concentration. Sure. Great. Um. Next question, how do we get back? Do, 
Do we imagine a way back? If it's shaped by our wills, or everyone give me a perception check. Okay. Mm, not bad. Uh, how's a twenty-two? Damn. Uh, I got a thirteen. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen for me as well. Okay. Everyone sees these strange crystalline meteorites begin tumbling out of the strange nether above you. They're ruby-like gemstones twisting through the air, but then they seem to gain focus in a weird way. Their direction suddenly snapping and directed towards a specific location, and that location is around all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Those gemstones come hurtling down out of the sky. And as they crash into the earth and the mm. islands around you, these oh. horrible toad-like creatures begin emerging from these crystalline shells. Oh. Grawl. Yeah. What you notice as this happens is that behind you, the world seems to gain some kind of weird outline as something presses like a membrane against nothing. But you see the outline of this strange wolf-headed, snake-headed demon pressing out through reality as though it's trying to tear at nothing to get into this place after you. <laughs> that will bring us to Cherish. Great. Um, well, that's probably our best way out, unfortunately. Um, how many of these things? Do you see four of those strange toad creatures and one enormous demon? Okay. Cool. Very cool. Ugh, God. Um, With tears on deck. Uh, I'm going to uh, cast... Do they look uh, like... Are they in an aggressive stance? Are they look like they're about to attack at, us? Or? At, th at this moment, they're just ripping themselves free of their crystalline projectiles. You don't really know. I guess that's true. I'm going to cast Magic Missile once again, but as a first level spell. Okay. At what? I'm going to... I'm going to direct the Magic Missile be bursts at where the demon is trying to come in through to see if that if it can be, if it can in fact be punctured, because that is probably our best way to get back to where we wanted to be. Okay. So, it happens. Yeah, roll me damage. 
pretty good rolls. Um, let's see. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. As you cast your magic missile, uh, it shatters against this weird membrane, and you see it popping like a balloon, and suddenly this thing's arm is jutting through into this reality, whereas before it was just a weird outline of a creature, and now suddenly it's ripped its way through the membrane, coming through its head, jutting out through a tear in reality, pushing its way out. It lets out a barking howl as it comes through, and it seems to have been hurt by whatever it is you cast at it. The magic missile striking against its demon flesh, despite Mm -hmm. being across realities, maybe. But even as it's tearing through, you see that the strange membrane it's pushing through isn't creating a tear so much as it serving as just a an orifice which this thing is being pushed through. You're not sure if it's going to leave an opening behind it. Okay. Moving at all? Uh, uh no. Okay. That will bring us... Actually, <laughs> I'm going to move right there. <laughs> okay. Five feet towards Tirza. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good place to be. Good call. That will bring us, in fact, to Tirza. Um, well, I had a different plan, but if the thing is, is it, so is it, has it come through or is it like, like still bursting its way through? It is emerging like Jim Carrey out of the butt of that rhino. Great. A good. Uh, I hate individual. that you described it like that. So I'm going to storm strike the fuck out of it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh boy. Oh god, maybe not. Um, and I'm gonna use a javelin. Um, 17? Uh, 17 will not hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, as the snake head whips out and snags the javelin even if it, as it's coming. Okay. Um, oh. But the lightning still goes off, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, it still gets hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has to make a dex check. It is going to use one of its legendary resistances to succeed that saving throw. Cool. Mother. Freaker. Uh, okay. That's me. That's me, then. Um, I'm gonna hold my position. I mean, do you still do half damage with that? Um, oh, yeah. I do. Thanks, Mike. Lightning tends Looking to do out. that. Yeah. Uh, that is... That is... Sorry, math. Uh, that is 11 lightning damage. Okay. That's halved. And it is halved yet again because you see that the lightning coruscating off of its body uh, seems to be diffused by its weird crimson hide. It's a demon. They're it is a demon. And that brings us to Grawl. 
Oakley Doakley. Um, I am going to sing as like the biggest threat. Literally, the biggest threat uh, is Wolf Snake Puppy Man thing. Um, I am going to use my Hexblade's Curse, and I'm going to pop that baby on that. Okay. Um, and that will be my action for my turn. Or is that a bonus action? I don't. That's know. my bonus action. Okay. That's my bonus action. <laughs> Sorry, consulting consulting the cheat sheet. Um, and then I will. Um, uh, how far is it away from us? It is roughly thirty feet away from you. Thirty feet away from me. Okay. Well, we do have this fancy dancy new yes. map on tableplop, so you can know exactly how far away it is. Ah, uh, yes. Five, ten, fifteen. There's even a measurement tool in this thing now. Wee. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. That's oh, fancy. Oh, cool. So fancy. I appreciate their work over at Tableplop. Oh, Thank you, Tableplop. Like they're not sponsored mm-hmm. by... They're not yeah, sponsoring no, us, but this I just is really a cool enjoy cool thing. Product, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to... God, I'm, I, God, do I, do I want to go stab it, or do I want to hit it with an Eldritch Blast first? Up to you, my dude. Yeah. Yeah, let's hit it with an Eldritch Blast first. Okay. Give me those attack rolls. Okay. So first attack roll is probably not going to hit. That is a 10. That You're correct. That will not hit. Uh, this next one is going to hit, though, with a 24. Are you sure about that? That's going to hit? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. I, I'm just telling that to myself. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. Twenty four will it's hit. Gotta. Twenty Come on. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's bastard. A... Uh, plus. Well, that's not great. God, I wish I was. Uh, wish I was eleventh level. I get three beams. Um. I think that's only a two. Yeah. How much damage? Two. Two, two total? And I think I get a. I, I cast Eldritch uh, Blast for like six months now at this point. That's categorically untrue, but. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, two damage I mean, it is. Yeah, two damage. Moving on, staying where you are. Um, I will move like five feet, just kind of like at the base of this bridge kind of thing. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, that will bring us to the strange red creatures. Um, oh, um... Yeah, you also gain, because of your Hexblade's Curse, you do get to add your proficiency bonus to your damage rolls. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay, but make it just then. Make it what now? Sorry. Just a six. Okay, that's slightly better. That will bring us to the Strange Red Creatures. Um, From his position on the island north of you, uh, the monk will... Crack an eye open, just glancing around at this. And you will see the red creatures tearing themselves free of their crystalline 
missile cocoons. And even as they do, they begin to just float upwards in this strange, almost possessed manner. You can see that their eyes have shrunken to shriveled, dehydrated raisins in their large, bulbous skulls. And their mouths will open up, their jaws almost hinged in a weird way, and these rolling quadrants of tentacles will come flailing out of their mouths and you see their jaws kind of hinging backwards almost like the a hood and another head begins to emerge from inside their mouths well that answers i was going to ask if they were friendly so i guess that you know answers that this doesn't technically necessitate unf- well think about the tentacles we've met along the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe the real adventure was the tentacles we met along the way no yeah. two no, of no, the no. creatures will drift northward apparently intent yes. on attacking the monk and one of them will do so um and do okay and that resolves on its own time these two though are going to drift forward you see the weird tentacles flailing out of its mouth culminate at the center with this weird serrated beak at the middle. And You're there right are there. extra eyes on this like bulbous gray flesh that are poking up around the tentacles inside the frog creature's mouth. And this first one will drift forward and lash at Tirza with some of its tentacles. Um, that first attack is going to be for 17. I don't know if that does it. Sorry, Olivia, what was that? Seventeen. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the second attack is less than that, so that's not going to do it either. Um... The second slot creature is going to drift forward, and it's going to get a couple of tentacle attacks. Uh, one for Grawl and one for Sid. Oh, hey. I don't want it. Howdy doody. Uh, Sid, that is going to be for 23 to hit. That hits. Okay. And Grawl, that is for 15 to hit. That matches. That's going to be a hit, then. So... Oh. Hits for everybody. Hooray! Um, oh. Sid, that is eight piercing damage. Uh, I guess I'll uncanny dodge that and make that four. Okay. And Grawl, that's going to be nine piercing damage. Lovely. And I need both of you to make constitution saving throws. Oh, boy. Oh boy. As the tentacle strikes at you, you, you see pluses. the... Oh, you yes, have you have paladin bonuses. Plus four? Yeah. Two. Thank you. Plus two. Oh, plus two. Uh, But as the tentacles strike it, you see the ends of the tentacles opening up like their own little sections of mouths. Damn. It's mouths all the way down. It's mouths all the way down. (sighs) Well, let's see how this goes. Man, my die... I'm going to have to switch dice because this is not rolled over. Uh, That would be... Nine. Cool. I also got a nine. Awesome. All right. Cool. 
Uh, that will bring us to Sid. Uh-huh. What does this mean? Very good question. You feel, as the tentacles lash at you, like a stinging sensation, followed by a weird numbness at the flesh where it hit. Good, good, good. Great. I'm sure it's some sort of fun purse. Um, let's see Paralysis. here. Is it standing at sort of a precipice here? This, uh, this guy? The one right in front of you? Yeah. Yes, there's water directly behind it by about like five feet down. Uh, I'm just I'm wondering if I can sort of get on the other end of this so Grawl and I can do the thing we do best. Uh, if you um, can walk on water, sure. I can't. Um, so I'm essentially useless. Um, yeah, there's not really much I can do. Because uh, um, I can't flank this guy. Um Unless... Do what you think my, is best. Let me just check something real quick. Sorry. Um, Checking the Swashbuckler thing? Yeah. I don't think... I, I think because Grawl's there, I don't get... I, I can't get um, sneak attack on him. Correct. Um, yeah, okay. That's what I wanted to make sure. Uh, all right. Well, thanks a lot, Grawl. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I... I I only moved five I get, feet. I only moved five feet. I'm sorry. Ruined everything. Yeah, I mean everything. that sounds right. No, um, yeah, I'll just gonna make my character small. Uh, I'm gonna bonus action, um, storm echo, uh, separate the swords. So at least I have a bit more firepower at my disposal here. Um, and then with my action, I will just attack. Okay. Give me that attack that action. Uh, two plus nine, I'm assuming a 11 doesn't hit. It does not. Um, yep. And that's my turn because I'm a rogue. Uh, okay. All right. That will bring us to the top of the round. The demon who has finished tearing itself through will charge forward with a howl, stomping across this bridge, coming straight at Grawl. Yep. Uh-oh. It's got that weird, oily, dripping great axe in its left hand, and it's going to swing out with a few attacks. Uh, one for you, girl. One for the slod. Oh. Uh, am I... I... Sorry, just a determination on how this map works. Mm-hmm. Um, I am within five feet of Grawl, correct? No. Or is that... Outside of five feet. Okay. Yes, outside cool. of five feet. There's I'm ten feet from excellent. you. Five feet betwixt you. Yeah. Um, Grawl does a 21 hit. I think it does. Yeah. Okay. And way more than that for the slot. Um, um, I would like to use uh, my armor of hexes since I cursed this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on a d6, on a four or higher, the attack just misses. So oh. I have to roll a d6. Uh, or I can roll it. I will roll it. Okay. That is a six. So the attack just misses. Yep. How many times can you do that? 
At 10th level, your hex grows more powerful. If the target cursed by your hexblade's curse hits you with an attack roll, roll a d6. On a 4 or higher, the attack instead misses you regardless of its roll. So that's just every time. Oh, what? Okay. Don't touch me. <laughs> that's badass. Finally. This is, this that's is what why... Roll calls his don't touch uh, power. Don't touch. This is no, why no, no. hexblades no, can be you. in melee at a certain level. Yep. <laughs> Good lord. Um, okay, well, the slot's still taking a, uh, <laughs> a big old axe to the head. Um, slot's like, wait, I also have the hex. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I will go home and rethink my life. <laughs> okay. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Uh, so, I'm two days a... away from retirement. <laughs> Can't wait to see my wife and kids at home. <laughs> uh, and then after that happens, <laughs> the weird snake head that comes out of the back of this creature's head will whip forward and snap at Tirza. Cool. That... Why is it gotta be the snake head? I thought we were cool snakes. This is a demon snake. Is it different? It's big, a different big, snake. big difference. Uh, that's a 24. That's gonna hit. Yeah. And I'm... I also have the armor of Nexus. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's true. Uh, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Can do that. Then. Oh no. I did a bad thing. Did you roll a natural one? I rolled a bad number. Oh no. He said, totally disappointed. <laughs> That's a 31 on the percentile. It's, <laughs> um, it's bad. It's not that bad. <sighs> uh, but it is not good. Uh, you do take 11 points of piercing damage, and your hit point maximum is reduced by that number. Yeah. It's not good. That is the demon's turn. That will bring us to Cherish. Okay. This is horse apples. Um, so. What? This whole situation. It's all just, just a bunch, apples. Of, bunch of horse piss. Um... <laughs> Okay. I need everybody to give me a charisma saving throw. Go, come on. <laughs> Everyone gets their the bonus. This isn't happening because of a dragon, yeah? No. Okay. 22. Come on. Come on, baby. <clears throat> Sixteen for me. Thirteen. Okay. Sid, charisma saving throw? Sorry, I was... Um, my cat just pooped. I had to clean that. Um, <laughs> oh, pooped. Just, just Did, a little bit of insight into my life. The litter box <laughs> right there. 
Uh, charisma saving throw. Fun. Um, <laughs> do I get a tears of bonus on yes, this? Yes, you do. Yes. Great. Thank you. Um, I don't even need to look at what my uh, modifier <laughs> is because I rolled a two. So Okay. Well, hey, it could be worse. Um, it could be a botch. Uh, Grawl, Tirza, as this stage of the fight commences, you begin to feel that weird pushing sensation from just behind your navel again. You feel like something's about to kick off again, but you don't know what. That'll bring us to Cherish. Okay. Um, okay. So, force of will. Um, I want to spend my turn concentrating on either us not being in limbo anymore in whatever way that I can do that. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Okay. Yeah, hmm. Give me an intelligence check. So just okay. a roll plus your intelligence modifier. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh... You, let's see, you can do that, or with a dirty 20, you can manipulate your surroundings uh, up to a 10-foot cube in some way. So you find that you can manipulate the matter within a 10-foot cube. Okay. Now, what you do with that 10-foot cube is up to you. Uh, creating some kind of magical gate is nearly impossible, seeing as you don't okay. possess the magic to do that. That's fair. Uh, but, like I said, you can manipulate the material substance of a 10-foot cube in whatever way you see fit to create something physically. That means I can change the matter from one thing to another? Correct. Okay. Um, I'd like to change the... Let's see. How, the bridge that the demon is standing on, how mm -hmm. high up from the water is that? Uh, about 15 feet at its apex. Which is what the demon is standing on. Yeah. Because the bridge kind of curves up and then comes back down. Oh, Actually, bridge. you know what? Mm -hmm. I would like to change a like the ten foot cube around the demon's head um, from air air into acid. Okay, so this enormous cube of acid just congeals in the air around the creature's head. Uh, it lets out a painful howl. Uh, roll me 66. Okay. Oh, shit. That okay, seems cool. appropriate for a 10 by 10 foot cube of acid that suddenly congeals <laughs> around this thing's head. Uh, Limbo's a silly place, y'all. This, children, is how gelatinous cubes are made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Press to take your demon spawn. 10 by 
Got to need the bones to float around in there inside the cube. <laughs> And one more. 19 points of acid damage. Okay, not a fan. Get it. All right, so. And then I would like to move just like back there. Okay. That'll bring right us there. to Tirza. Cherish, you marvelous bitch. That's exactly where I wanted to go. So I'm going to do that. And you'll provoke an opportunity attack from the slot as you move away. That's fine. It will lash out at you with its tentacles. Ooh, that's a good hit. Uh, That will be 24 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Okay, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. As you take... Eight piercing damage. Eighteen. Eighteen, okay. Uh, yeah, you manage to pull away before the numbness sets in. Uh, it snaps and slashes at you and, like, pierces your skin, but uh, before the weird numbing sensation that the others experience kicks in, you manage to pull away from this thing. Um, cool. So back up near Cherish, I would like to use my 25 points of Lay on Hands to channel some divinity again. Oh, actually, let me make sure I'm in the right spot for this. Are you you about to hit me with lightning? (laughs) Because it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. All all of you. Wait, I got to move so all of you are in range. No, I'm going to move. Good, good, good. good. A little bit farther north. Okay. Uh, No, I'm going to uh, say to Cherish, um, shut your eyes and cover your ears, and then I would like to turn the unclean. Oh. Please. And I'm going to use my uh, Sadagar points too. Oh, I. Can I do that as a free action, or am I going to have to make this wisdom saving throw? <laughs> That's fine. You, I mean, you'll get my plus two. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, yeah, I'll say, like, closing your eyes and covering your ears is a pretty easy. Um, I'll say you have to use your reaction to do it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Just to go, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, God. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Oh, I know what this does. I know what this is about to happen. Okay, so every aberration, demon, all of the above needs to make a saving throw of some kind? Mm Mm-hmm. A wisdom one. A wisdom one. Okay. I can do wisdom. Wisdom is good. Yes. Plus is good, yeah. Um, let's see. Wisdom saving throw for the demon <laughs> is uh, 27. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Demon's been around. Jeez, knows yeah. some things. Yeah, he has. Um, the slod, not so good, though. Uh, not not as much on the wisdom, the slad. Um, Weird. Is that what they sound like? No, they sound like, you will become one with the slod flare. Um, oh, okay. Not a fan. Let's see. Uh, the highest the roll that they one. got is a 15, which minus two is a 13. 
So no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> nah. Nah. Uh, and I think all four of them get caught in that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Huh. So what happens to those who are turned? They have to flee from you? They have to use their full movement. Uh, yeah, full movement to get as far away from me as possible. I believe it's the, for the, a minute. Their, but their full movement or any means that they have at their disposal? Uh, because it's the same rule that really fast. Because if it's just movement, that's going to change things. If it's by whatever means they have at their disposal, they could probably get a hell of a lot farther from you. They did fly here on a shooting star. Yeah. <laughs> when, it just says they're turned for one minute or until they take damage. Okay. I, I don't is a lot looser uh, We've than movement. used this before, but I don't know what that means. Mostly it just means they run. Um, yeah. Uh, come on, D&D Beyond. Why are you killing me like this? Um, <laughs> so many things say they have the same effect as turn undead, but I can't just say turn but the yes. Um. Okay. Uh, they have to flee at best speed, and use. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. Um. So. Uh. But that will happen on their turn. Um. Okay. Yeah. That is your turn then. Cool. Unless you wanted to do something else. Uh, actually, action. I would like to bonus action whip that javelin back to me with my gauntlet. Yeah. Which absolutely. I have now. Yeah. I'm so happy I have it back. <laughs> okay. Very, very cool. Um, that will bring us to. Uh, Grawl. Yes. Okay. Well. We've got our big puppy, puppy, red puppy snake boy here. Um, I would like to stab away at this fool. Mm, mm, um, Since I'm behind you, I'm just going to give you a little back rub. Oh, good, good. Give me (laughs) it. Yeah. I needed this. this. I needed this. This is stressful. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a. First attack is a 14, um, but I'm going to use Saving Face um, to make that hit, hopefully. Uh, so add, yeah. Well, actually, you have no, four No, no, three. three. Or you have four three allies? allies, yeah. Okay. So add three to that. So it'd be a, uh, a 17. 17 will not hit. Well, cool. That was fun. Unfortunately. All right, attack two. That's not going to hit either. Cool. <laughs> you know, you have done more damage than I have so far. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, so, just okay. throw it out. Do anything else, Scrawl? Again, you feel that weird pushing sensation. So is the pushing... Sen- wh- which direction is the pushing sensation? Is it like towards the demon, away from the demon... 
Definitely away. Away. Interesting. <sighs> okay. Well. Neat. Uh, yeah, that's 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 gonna be my, my turn. Okay, that will bring us to the slot. They are going to continue attacking the monk and do okay. Um, some stuff's happening there. Uh, actually, no, they need to flee. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like, hey. <laughs> No free attacks. Yeah. Get no. out of here. So what you see is the weird face hoods of these creatures. The tentacles are going to withdraw back into the mouths and the faces will close hatch like. And then there is a horrible ripping sound from each of these creatures. As you see exploding out of their back, this weird tentacular, almost mollusk-like creature erupting from these things like suits, these crimson gemstones riding at the top of the back of their bulbous octopus-like heads. These tiny spindly bodies will go shooting up into the sky as though being drawn by these gemstones that are attached to them, leaving these weird frog monster suits to just flop bonelessly onto the ground. Oh, I regret okay. doing that. I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> I, uh, huh. Wow, uh, I've really enjoyed this uh, special presentation of John Carpenter's The Thing. It was great. <laughs> uh, Strangely enough, same thing happens to Sid. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I didn't mean for it to be revealed this soon, but uh, <laughs> he's been a slod the whole time. Uh, you wish slot Amberlight. Whatever was. <laughs> nope. There it is. Got yeah. him. Got him. <laughs> Uh-huh. That will bring us to Sid. Okay, so that, well, that actually is very helpful. Uh, I'm going to, is there a way for me to get on the other end of this thing, maybe do a cool power slide underneath between this thing's legs to get on the other side of it? That sounds like I'm going to need an acrobatics check. Cool. Uh, sounds like it's going to be cool as hell. Yeah, and I will take advantage on this because... Uh. I don't trust my rolls. Um, Can you do that, though? Yeah. I thought you used up all your charges for um, Storm Echo. The, the Storm Echo doesn't use all of the charges. If I'm not mistaken, it uses... It's like five uh, at minimum. It's like, you should really yeah. have this written down. Yeah, because I thought I, it was uh, all it, of them. Mike well, I, just sent the thing. So where, where, where is it? Really? I re- it's yeah, I don't, in the uh, Material Components Messenger Oh, it's in the messenger. That explains. Hold on just, just a second. Would love to be wrong. So. <laughs> uh, Storm Echo actually... Uh, it's the, the... Yeah, it actually the doesn't use up any of stat. your uh, charges. It only ends when you use up the last of your charges, yeah. which is when you like use Storm Stride and stuff. Oh, right. it's the right. stuff that takes up. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. It's technically, yeah. Storm Echo could last as long as he wants, up to a minute. Okay. I have I have the information now, so I won't have to ask anymore. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. There it is. Great. Um, 
And you also cool. have what Maz and Sadagar uh, can right. do, but let's I won't. Let's do that. That's fine. I'm not going to pay attention to that. Um, wow. Um, gosh, guys, I am rolling so well. Um, I mean, fortunately, I get a pretty good bonus. Um, so that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be a... What would that be? A four... Okay. Acrobatics. Um, so you get about like halfway across uh, beneath its legs when that snake head snaps down and bites at you as you fumble your way across this bridge. I just um, like to roll over a 10. And that is going to be a 21 to hit. 21 hits. Okay. You need you to make a constitution saving throw and you are far enough away from Tirza now that you're not going to get the bonus. Um, and I, I'm not going to need it, because that would require me to roll at least remotely well. Um, that is a 12. Okay. You are taking 10 piercing damage, and your maximum hit points are reduced by that much. Oof. Uh, I'm going to uncanny dodge that um, and make that 5. Um, Very well. But yeah, uh, despite that fumble, you do manage to get back behind this creature uh, up on the bridge. Okay. Alright. Flank time! Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, okay. So, let's start attacking. Um, for my attack action. That's okay. Well, we just got could have rolled that well earlier. Uh, so that's going to be... Um, looks like that would be a 28 to hit. <laughs> That'll hit. Okay, great. <laughs> um, um, that's going to be 12, six, uh, 18. We've got 9, 22, 27. Uh, I assume I have the Storm Piercer damage bonus. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it'd be 30 plus 4, 34 damage. Uh, and then I would like to attack with the offhand um, Storm Echo. Uh, that is going to be... Uh, what would that be? That would be 21 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, great. This is without the dexterity. Twenty twenty-four. Uh, so twenty-seven damage for the offhand attack. All right. This thing Jesus. looks as though it has taken a crippling blow to the back from several stabs from Sid. And as a legendary <sighs> action at the end of your turn, it's going to spin with that huge oily axe and just bring it down onto your head. I can't even be mad at this point, honestly. That is a 29 to hit. Uh, let me just double check. Let me see oh, sorry. Here. No, 30. <laughs> okay, yes. Now it hits. <laughs> that is 20 slashing damage. Oof, and I already used my reaction. 
So that's just 20 straight damage to moi. But since this is with the axe and not the snakehead, your total hit points aren't reduced. So that's something. You know, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll look at it in as, as much of a positive light as I can. Uh, and then I'm going to be like, ha Is that all you got? And even as you say that, suddenly the world around you shatters. Oh, fuck. That pushing sensation becomes noticeable to those of you who didn't know it before. And suddenly you are shifted, lurched, hurtled once again through strange, spinning unknowns. And I need everyone to switch over to the map that's labeled Acheron. Oh, my God. oh no. Oh. oh my goodness. Oh boy. Oh, uh, because I fought I was a, that monk friend. Uh, oh, because no. I was alerted to this, can I try to like grab onto Cherish? Just to I don't think we're gonna get separated, but just to make sure. Like this at all? Yeah, tell me about it, dog. I mean, I did. I just did. <laughs> I told you how much I didn't like it. No. Oh, I I need to not be here right now. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing three of you rolled within the range to land you here. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, and then there's me. Um. So suddenly, reality lurches once again. Tirza and Cherish, you find yourselves in. Thigh-deep water at the bottom of an enormous pit. Grawl standing at the lip of it just south of you. Oops. Sid, you are standing in the middle of a blasted okay. field, ringed by huge pits of explosions. And from somewhere to the north of you, you all hear a bellowing voice shouting, INCOMING! Oh, fuck. <laughs> you stare around, and above you, hurtling through the sky, is an immense cube of iron that is hurtling down towards your position. Cool. It lands with an explosion, and I need everyone to give me dexterity saving throws. Yeah. Okay. It's a really cool <laughs> encounter, Mike. Great. Very, very cool. <laughs> Um, love it. Oh, I'm getting tears as bonus, right? Okay. Uh, that makes I'm sense. not, but that's fine. So much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sid got a 26. Cool, cool, cool. Seven. Seven. Thirteen. Okay. Well, it was nice knowing everyone. I got a oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Please. Okay. Jesus. It's just a 42. <laughs> okay. Just okay, okay, okay. Erased. Um <laughs> Cross head's gone. It's everyone gone. except for Sid is thrown off of their feet as this enormous metal cube lands not 50 feet south of you with an enormous rattling explosion. It buries itself in the ground, creating instant fortifications as it's buried into the surface of wherever you are. Trying to find your bearings, you stare up into the sky and you see enormous hurtling structures of steel rolling through an endless oblivion night. Their shining metal exteriors gleaming with a light from where you know not. 
You see weird polyhedral shapes colliding with each other in the sky above you. They must be enormous, and the smallest of them has just collided with the surface of wherever it is you stand, and now has created a battle line of sorts. To the north of you are more fortifications, more orderly and regimented, but in front of you now, this enormous cube has just begun spewing gray and green-skinned orcish creatures that come flooding out of a hive-like tunnel that has become apparent within the superstructure of this cube that has smashed into the ground. Oh, boy. That will bring us to Cherish. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I, I spend half of my movement standing up. Okay. Um, these these folks coming out of the cube are not on the map currently. Uh, those large orcish fellows to the south? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they're there. Maybe. I thought they were, like, right in nope. where we were. Nope, you've got time. You were just in the no man's <laughs> land between these two battle lines. That's fine. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... Oh. I mean, being in this pit's probably not a great idea. Uh, I'm gonna get out of it. Okay, spend the rest of your movement clambering up out of the pit? Yeah. yeah it's um, difficult terrain, so it takes a little bit of scrambling and climbing to get up. Yeah. But yeah, you can get up to the lip of the cliff. Or the pit, I should say. It's not a cliff. Very small cliff, very tiny, tiny cliff. Miniature. I don't know, you guys. Um... Tears of you are on deck, by the way. Uh, I'm going to take the dodge action. Okay, cool. That'll bring us to Tirza. Yeah, um, I'm also going to climb out of the pit. Um. And, oh, Lord, uh, are these things pouring out of the cube? Are they, like, uh, making any movement? Oh, yeah, they're, they, are, they are charging. Oh, okay. When it gets to their turn, they are absolutely going to be charging across this no man's land. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm also going to take the dodge action. <laughs> okay. That'll bring us to Grawl. Grawl? Uh-huh. There are shouting voices in Goblin to the north of you. The stirring, command-ridden words of Hobgoblin. You'd recognize the intonation anywhere. Some warlord or another is shouting orders to a battalion, a legion of some kind in the fortifications to the north of you. Okay. Sounds like a chump. Praises yeah, to Maglubiet are being sung from trenches not a hundred feet to the north of you. <sighs> okay. All right. Um, am I out of, uh, am I just uh, like on the lip of this little crater? Yeah, you started above up out of the crater. Okay. So, and I got thrown to my feet. 
or thrown to the ground by yeah. the explosion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, spend half my movement to stand back up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I'll yell to everyone. Everyone, run. And then I'll just take off as much as I can. Uh, 5, 10, 15. Well, okay. I'll get about there. I mean, you could use the dash action. <laughs> or I could just teleport all the way there. You could do that too. Now, nah, just do dash. Okay. Okay. So, so five, you're running northward? 25. Yes. Okay. I want to try to get through these. Is the barbed wire on there accurate? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Okay, cool. Okay, so, yeah. Excellent. Go this way. I want to get around that. Uh, that will bring us to Sid. Am I, am I in barbed wire? <laughs> uh, you've landed sort of just off to the side of the barbed wire. Okay. Whew. Uh, I would like to you bonus, bonus action dash uh, at least up to... I think I can get up to... I mean, I can get further... Um, hold on a second. Um, because that would be double my movement, so that would be sixty feet. Sixty feet. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, I can catch up with Grawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna head up, and I'm gonna. Uh, where are we going? Goblins that way. We're heading Safety. toward. Our, we're heading towards the goblins. I mean, it's it, or we've got the other things on the other side. The, uh, the enemy, you know, right? Sure. Since when have uh, goblins meant safety for you? Okay, whatever. I, I, dude, dude, I hey, hey, hey. Now's not the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the thinker of the group. Let's, let's talk about yeah, your childhood. Have, <laughs> yeah, <let's> not. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna action instead of. Dash, double dashing. I'm going to use my action to take a defensive stance and do the dodge action. Uh, well, if we're all going in a, a direction, I guess I will move up to here um, and take the dodge action again. <laughs> okay, that'll bring us to Tirza. Um... I'm going to run up to my friend. It's my 30 movement. I think I can get right about there. Uh, and then I'm going to... Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to um, just whip a javelin at this point. Okay, please do. Uh, at which one? Uh, which, what? What? Which one? The demon. Oh, the at demon. you, okay. girl. <laughs> I hey, you know what? No, the demon. I'm gonna antagonize all your uh, your hobgoblin buddies. I can do it. Just go crazy. Um, that's a nineteen. Nineteen is exactly what you need to hit. And I'd like to divine smite it, please, and thank you. Divine smite would be. Delightful if you could do it on ranged attacks, which you can't. You're so right. It's only melee. Shit. Yep. Forgot about that. Okay. Well, just a regular one then. Regular javelin. 
How much damage? Uh, oh, that is... Uh, eight. Uh, eight. Okay. It, not a fan, but in the grand scheme of things, didn't do a ton of damage. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to do it again with a new javelin that I pull out of Quiver. <laughs> Second javelin. Whatever. Um, it's just a freaking armory. Use the good javelin this time. <laughs> you know the one. We talked about it. If he if he was slightly closer, I would use the might, even though that's not a thrown weapon. Um, that is a I am bad at math twenty two. That'll hit. First, second verse, same as another one. Uh, that's less damage. That's only six. Okay. A couple of javelins sticking out of this thing now. Not pleased about it. Uh, any bonus actions? That all you got? That's all I got for now. Okay, that'll bring us to mm. uh, yeah. Grawl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. How far away is he? Uh, I mean, he's Eldritch Blast range. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much everything is Eldritch Blast range. Um, okay, uh, going to <sighs> going to blast with an Eldritch Blast. Let's see here with attack one. And Sid, you were on deck, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully this will hit a twenty-two. That'll hit. Perfect. Four. Oops, that's not the right dice. Still has your curse. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, where did my D10 go? There it is. Okay. That's uh, eight plus four, so that's twelve damage for the first bolt. Woo-hoo. And then second bolt. See if this hits. Uh, that's seventeen plus uh, seven, so that's uh, twenty-four to hit. Oh yeah. Okay, and this one's going to be 7 plus 4, so 11 force okay. damage for both of those. Not a fan. It looks Perfect. rather pissed. That, well, I mean, it's ugly, so it can't, uh, I can't even tell. I'd be are pissed we, too. Are we yeah. running or are we fighting? Oh, I am. I'm dipping. Uh, okay, and then I'm going to spend my movement... 30, so 30 feet here. farther northward towards the yep. embankment down into the goblinoid uh, fortifications. You see yep. a, uh, a steel bulwark rising up just to the north uh, east of you and dozens of goblin faces kind of poking up over the ridge. Uh, they are all dressed in motley greens and browns. Many of them have rounded uh, helmets that kind of flare down a- a back across the neck. And you see a lot of them are weird, like holding these weird metal tubes. All right. I'm, I'm waving my, my, my hands uh, in the air. Uh, friendly, friendly. I'm assuming you're saying Maglubiet. this goblin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, as you're shouting that, you see a goblin like look at you just like, and shouting goblin, Dial's wrong with you, get in here! Perfect. Uh, 
At the end of your turn, uh, the demon will use one of its legendary actions to move 40 feet. 5, 10, yeah, 15, yeah. 20, 25, 30. To basically get up right up on Sid and Tirza. Let's do that. Uh, that's the end of Grawl's turn. That'll bring us to Sid. All right. Well, uh, I look to Tirza as confirmation, like, we're not running, right? Um, this Tirza look... <laughs> Uh, Scroll continues to when, play. when has Tirza ever run anything? Oh Perfect. You guys, All the right. very first session we played, you guys had to drag <laughs> me away from that Nightwalker at level one. <laughs> this is no, this is true. Yeah, I have an uh, army of friends over here to fight this thing, which I have not shared good. with you guys. They can I help later. They can, they can come down and help us. Sid, what are you uh, doing? Uh, I'm going to. Whoop whoop around this this feller, um, and get get here, um, so that Tears and I can uh, attack. Um, Liggity flank. All right. Um, so first the attack action. That one's probably gonna hit. We've got. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Which I believe does. Great. Um, that's going to be 16, 20, or no, I'm sorry, 16, that'd be 18, 19, 21, plus 4, 25, plus Three twenty-eight um, for the uh, main strike, mm-hmm. uh, and then I will go ahead and try that again with my offhand. It's not great, and that's uh, ooh, that's not going to hit. That is an eighteen. Eighteen is not going to do it. Second, all strike. right. You're warded away by the serpentine head that's weaving around, glancing backwards at you. Uh, after your go, you will see the, uh, large, and by large, I mean large orcs pouring out of the fallen cube, uh, winding out of this weird hive. You will see them roaring in orcish that I don't think any of you understand. Um, uh, hold up. I do. You do speak orcish? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, they are all know. screaming, more blood for the blood god! I mean, nice. yeah. Uh, uh, and saying oaths to something called Grumpsh. Oh, I know that one. Um, hmm. But they have to spend their uh, whole turn charging. Great. Do you, do you announce that to to the class, Cherish? Oh, I... uh, <laughs> it's like the go- it's the orc blood war essentially. <laughs> cool. Um, so blood many- war. <laughs> it's bad. So then I'm going to... Uh, how much movement did I mo- use to move over here? So it was About five, 25 feet. 25 feet. So I can really only move five more feet. Yeah, because I used my bonus action. So, mm-hmm. yep. Here I am. Okay. Um, That'll cool. bring us to the top of the round for the demon. Um, it's going to take some attacks at Tirza, and that snakehead's coming whipping back at you, Sid. 
Yep. Ooh, those are some bad rolls. Um, but thankfully, it has a plus 15 to hit. Um, oh. So, tears of 15 to hit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Challenge rating 21. What are you going to do? Um, that is a dirty 20 and a 26 to hit Tirza. Ugh, I guess. A 30 Those are bad rolls? Barely. Yes. Um, oh, boy. I mean, yeah, a 5 is still a dirty 20 for this thing. Um, Oof. And a 31 to hit you, Sid. That does hit. Okay. So, Tirza, you are taking... Uh, 14 plus 28 points of slashing damage as this thing's great axe comes hammering down on you. Dang. And Sid, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as the snake hits you for 14 points of piercing damage. Cool. I will um, uncanny dodge that, but I will also do a constitution saving throw. Uh, is it big enough to where I'm not getting tears as bonus? Yes, correct. Okay, cool. Just wanted to double check. Uh, five, five plus one, six. Okay, so your hit points are reduced by that number as well. Uh, sorry, can you remind me how much that was? Fourteen. Fourteen. I will have that with uncanny dodge, so it'll be seven. And I will reduce my max HP. Okay, that will bring us to Cherish. With Tirza on deck. Fuck him up. Um, This thing does look hurt. But you've done nearly 200 damage to it, and it's looking (laughs) hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Also, there are lots of orcs coming towards us, and I am not... Just not... I don't do well in melee. <laughs> um, as we've learned, uh, seems like uh, melee yes. is a common. <laughs> oh boy! So I cast flame blade and run towards him. No, <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> cherish. <laughs> Going back to classic cherish. Life's about choices. Uh, let's see here. Oh, you know what? Though I bet orcs don't have resistance to fire damage. Finally, uh, finally, <laughs> Cherish is useful against. <laughs> um, and what I'm I'm going to do is cantrips go. Oh, at the back. I'm going to use. God, how much does that cost? Two sorcery points. I'm going to use two sorcery points to make the casting time of Scorching Ray into one bonus action. That sounds delightful. Um, I'm going to make... uh, I'm going to attack this one. Okay. One of the charging orcs. This one, because it looks bigger. Second charging orc. You're not wrong. And that one. That's Big Steve. (laughs) So you are casting Searing Ray at three of the charging orcs. Yes. So, uh, I'm going to roll the big one first, just so that I know. Just roll all three, why don't you? Okay. Uh, 
Uh, one of them is a crit. Sweet. Which is why I wanted to roll them separately. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might happen. Well, I'll let you put the crit wherever you want. Let's say the big one. Let's say the big one. Not Big Steve. <laughs> yes, Big Steve. No! Uh, no. Big Steve! So 13 for one of the little ones. Okay. And 18 as well. I don't know if either of those hit. Uh, yeah, all of them hit. Okay. So I'm going to roll the damage for the little ones first. Uh, one of them gets... Uh, gets... Nine plus. Oh, let's make hers more fire. Three. Uh, Twelve fire damage. Okay. One of them gets six fire damage. Okay. And Big and Steve? And Big Steve gets. Let's see. Total is the highest I could do is 12. And Big Steve gets an additional 9. 9 plus 12 is 21. Alright. The orcs are pissed and they are burnt, but they are not down. Okay, and then... <laughs> Run away! It's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> I'm not since wrong. I, and since I also speak goblin, I'm gonna... Yell like, yeah, I'm a Gloobiet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'll Yay. just like wave. I'll like wave on my friends. Like, come on, go. Okay. Oh shit! Sorry, and then I completely forgot. I did all that stuff to make that a bonus action, um, mm -hmm. so that I could cast a cantrip. Yeah. I'm also going to hit Big Steve with Firebolt. Or no, Big Steve. <laughs> this how you do him? Yes. This is how you do Big no. Steve. This is how I do Big Steve. And Big Steve is going to take this hit because it's 18 plus 7, which is like 25 or something. Yeah, it's going to hit. Tears are you're coming up, by the way. One more level and I get to do 3d10 fire damage. I know, 11 so tantalizingly close. It's tasty. Um, it's good. No, 8, 9, Gosh, 10, I just, I want 13. it. 13. Okay. Uh, Big Steve is hurt, but still charging. The blood god's rage infusing I mean, his body. Uh, that'll bring us to Tirza. With Grawl on deck. Yes. Uh, freaking demon dude. Um, I'm going to attack demon dude. I'm assuming I have advantage because Sid is flanking. Correct. Is this correct? That's what I did it for. You do indeed flank. The lowest roll was a botch, so thank you, Sidian. <laughs> uh, that is Earlier. a... 19 plus 6 is a 24. That'll hit. Yeah. 25. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ooh, I did this out of order. Can I do my bonus action first? Sure. 
think I'm. What are you doing? Freezing. Sorry. I. Uh, oh well, I to attack. I need to pull out my my mace of smiting, and I was also going to cast branding smite. So I was. Yeah. Pulling it. Um. Normally I can you wait. yeah. I can wait normally till... you do have to declare branding smite before you make the attack roll. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that is fair and fine. So I will. I'll wait till. I'll wait till next time because okay. I'm going to use divine smite. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I knew there was a smite coming uh, anyway. I, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to do a smite on a smite on a smite. On. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so... And just so that. you know, this creature yes. is in fact a fiend. Yes. If it I wasn't I, obvious. I, I figured. I figured. <laughs> I was going to calculate the damage that way. <laughs> you know. Regardless. Uh, so let's see. And I'm going to cast this at, I'm going to do a third level Divine Smite, please. Nice. Thank you. So, third level Divine Smite, that is two, four, five, six extra D8. Uh, yes. Holy shit. Uh, no, it's five. Uh, two for first level, second level, third level, and then one for the fiend. Okay. I trust your math better than mine. Uh, that is 28 radiant damage. Woohoo! And then, what does this little mall do? Uh, three magical bludgeoning damage on top yeah. of that. <laughs> Heck yeah. And I'm going to attack again. Okay, please do. What does a little mall do? She lies about being the best fighter. Different game. <laughs> what is this attack? Uh, couldn't help myself. That's a natural 20. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to divine smite this one. Too, yeah, please. wouldn't you? You just would. Um, what level divine smite? This is like my third root, level. Third level. Oh, okay. wait. Yeah, I might as well. Okay. I want to get rid of this guy. I yeah, hate him. No, that's fair. Um, yeah. So, the baseline what on just do. the smite is 40. What's your damage for mm-hmm. the mace? It is, let's see. 1d8? Um, 1d6 plus 2. Plus 2. Okay. Um, so, uh, 48 is our baseline. Now give mm-hmm. me a damage roll. Oof, gross. <laughs> that's 27 uh this dice roller 25 okay 27 radiant and uh eight magical okay so uh 30, 83 35 yeah it's 83 uh how does this thing go down yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um well, well i was whew, i was uh before I, well, anyway, whatever. Uh, Tears. I was gonna say something cool before she struck, and then was. I don't know if I'm gonna kill this thing right away. So I think what happens is uh, the wolf head goes first. Like she just smashes into it, and the snake one like whips around to come like to 
you know, come up and defend. And she just hits that one as well. Um, and just like batters this thing, both heads just like cracking. Um, and as it's like slumps to the de- the ground, she just like is breathing heavy and goes, enough of this, Sid, come on, let's go. And then she's going to turn and run. <laughs> Good hit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, I was, was, was going to do that. <laughs> and that'll bring us to Sid. Actually, I, I think Sid says, oh, that's what that feels like. Um, and then... <laughs> now you know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally ready to take it out. Um, and then I'm going to... Let's see how far I can move. I mean, I can move pretty far. Because... Uh, um, uh, oh, we want to measure that. Uh, I think I can get up to, yeah, if I dash, I can get up to everybody. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm going to sort of move right there. Okay. Uh, yep, I'm just going to do that. Okay. Uh, uh, yep, that's my turn. You don't want to, I mean, you still have an action, yeah? Yeah, um, but at this point, there's not much that I can do other than uh, uh, I'm a friend. We're we're good personal friends. He, he and I. Uh, point to Grawl. Okay. Uh, all right. You spend your action doing that. Um, yeah. behind not? you, the orcs are still charging. Uh, some of them going a little bit slower than others because they have to wind their way around uh, pits and such. Mm-hmm. Some of them coming up in a distant, distant. Um, and yeah, they have to spend their whole turn doing that. You see all of them making warding signs with their hands, and these glowing crimson weapons begin floating in the air just in front of them as they all make signs, and these spiritual flails will appear in the air in front of them. Uh, they all That's seem to be good. casters of some kind as they call on these uh, horrible weapons that seem to drip ethereal blood. Uh, huh. That will bring us to the top of the round with Cherish. Okay, so... Um, well, actually, these... we skipped, we skipped uh, Grawl last round, I apologize. It's fine, it happens. Anyways, I'd like to make my way over to the kind of like point in which we could climb down. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's exactly where it is. That's exactly where it's at? Okay. So uh, how big is the drop there's a, there's a bit of a break in the, uh, the bulwark down into the trench that you see lining the... You'd think it was earth at first, but closer inspection, you think it's just flakes of rust that you've been walking on this whole time. And like staring Thanks. around, you can see despite the pockmarks and some of the raised battlements and fortifications, the plane here is astonishingly flat, as though you were on the top of a cube. Oof. Okay. That's horrifying and it's on right. And yeah, it's about a 10 foot drop down into the 
uh, trench in front of you, though this little rampart that you see uh, is actually in an upward position, so it can't actually be breached at the moment, but if it's kicked down, it creates, a, or pulled down by some enterprising goblins, uh, it creates a ramp straight down into the trench. Oi, but, let us in. But the trench uh, winds off in either direction, to your left and to your right, in this winding series of honeycombs, and you can see tunnels dug into the earth, or chipped, or worked. You're not sure, because just beneath the rust, you see in the lines of this trench that the the ground here is made of some kind of porous metal. Okay, so we made it to Cybertron, but like Cube Cybertron. Rusty Cybertron. Uh, and as a couple of goblins move to like pull down the ramp, a hobgoblin will stride up around the corner and say, Oi, who's this? Did I put a password? Fuck. Mm, nope. One of the yeah, goblins no. say, One of our boys out in the field. And the hobgoblin will say, None of our boys out in the field. Did I got the bloody password? Is it Magloob? Is it Magloob yet? I mean, I, I, I did. Is Magloob yet? It's Magloob yet? It's not Magloob yet. <laughs> and one of the goblins says, "What's the password?" I don't need a password. I, what was it called, Mike? Was it Warborn or whatever? Was the that one is thing? What you technically are? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't need a password. I'm Warborn. Let me in. And the goblin's like, oh, well born, oh, well born. Give me an intimidation check. Ooh, good, finally. God, I haven't done this until I, since that boat ride you intimidated or a child. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, since you intimidated that child. Look, just okay, you cool. choose not to go around intimidating people. And it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit sometimes. You guys, this is unfair. Yeah, yeah Grosso makes his, his, his return. 23. Holy shit. Uh, the hobgoblin voice from this says, you heard him, Warborn's here, pull it down. And I'll wave on everyone else to get in. Uh, yeah, the uh, escarpment is pulled down into a ramp, down into the trenches, and you see, yeah, goblins and this hobgoblin dressed in uh, more like officer's clothing. You see uh, he's got some white gloves beyond his mottled uh, fatigues. Uh, he's got a pair of binoculars, some kind of dual spyglass uh, strapped around his neck huh. and dangling. Um, and he's got one of those weird tubular weapons slung over one shoulder. Hmm. Fucking Dunkirk ass. <laughs> and yeah, you, the rest of you see, uh, Grawl has gotten you safety into the, uh, the trenches, at least for the time being. That will bring us to Cherish. Uh, yeah, Cherish is gonna like, like, uh, power walk in. Like, yeah, we're with the, we're with the Warborn. <laughs> okay. Doing anything else? Just following Grawl's lead. Yeah. Okay. That'll bring us to Tirza. Um, I uh, hold my movement to go in with Sid, so he's not like left out here by him. Yeah, sure. So you want to hold off until Sid's moving in and move in with Sid? Yeah. Okay. So that'll bring us to Grawl, who is in the trenches. Uh, uh, uh situation report. And the hobgoblin uh, will say, 
Apologies, Warborn. We weren't aware of your presence here on the battlefield. Uh, Magloobliot's blessings be upon you. Thank you. Uh, we've had a force from Shrak come in. Um, Nishrak is, of course, sending forces continuously, but uh, they've stepped up their uh, attacks of late. This is just the most recent. Of course you know all this. Right. Uh, which direction to command? Lost my way out there. And uh, the hobgoblin will point in a easterly direction towards a large fortification that sort of bulges up and out of the trenches. It looks to be some kind of dark gray stone of some kind that rises up out of the trench. It's completely encased and it's got slits for what you'd presume to be like arrow slits out of a fortification looking out over the battlefield. It's kind of like a small tower. At least one of the orcs is charging towards it, even as the uh, hobgoblin directs you in that direction. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, is there any way to like peer up over these walls? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can kind of crawl up the side of the trench and peer over. A lot of the other goblins are doing that. Can I get to like over like over to the east and peer up a bit? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, you see more of those orcs now with their glowing weapons charging towards the fortifications. The rest of the goblins around you are forming up in the same way uh, at the lip of the trench, and they're all pulling out those tubular weapons, and they seem to be jamming something down into the tubes with long rods. <laughs> Perfect. Um, in that case, I just am around the going corner to... of the trench, a little ways away from you, you see a huddled bunch of bugbears are uh, like hunched around what looks like a humongous cannon of some kind that is pointed up into the sky for some reason. Mortars, so cool. Um, yeah, I like this place. I don't know why I was so scared of going, coming here. This sounds great for now. Uh, yeah, I'd like to peer over the top of this wall and look for uh, my friend Big Steve. Oh, Big Steve coming! Big Steve coming! Great, cool, big target, big boy. Uh, I'm gonna launch an Eldritch Blast at this fool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 19 plus that, so 26 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. Cool, great. Uh, and that is a nine. For bolt one, and that's so, probably not going to hit. You see the bolt strike Big Steve, and it is a mortal wound across this creature's chest as it uh, lurches and stumbles forward, but then it lets out a uh, of rage, its eyes glowing with a red light as it takes a hard step back up and keeps striding forward where another creature might have died. Rude. Rude die um yeah the second one's probably not gonna hit with an 11 that is not gonna hit okay i don't roll well i do not roll well that will bring us to sid all right let's uh head on in and tears are you follow yeah okay um the, all the goblins are looking at the rest of you with some serious trepidation. Uh, That's true. The 
Goblins are especially eyeballing you, Sid, and Tirza. Uh, the Hobgoblin is definitely looking at Cherish with some confusion. Mm-hmm. I try to look as tough as possible. My gloopy Just like like right. we're we're Grawl's bodyguards or something. Okay. Uh, where are you I'm moving to small. once you're in the trenches? Cool. I uh, mean, I'm up to Grawl. As yeah, probably as probably stick close to our um, our our ward, our yeah. fearless leader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Finally getting uh, the recognition. It feels so he good. Deserves. It feels so good. Oh my god. Uh, just yeah. Can we just take a moment here? This is where you're meant to be. Sometimes greatness is thrust upon you. Yeah. Sometimes greatness takes like several different hops and a skip through different planes of existence to to get to it. As well as eighty episodes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So. That will bring us to... I mean, Tirza, Sid, are you doing anything else once you get to Grawl? Um, how... So Big Steve is dead. Actually, Tirza, no. you were holding your action to move with Sid, so that's basically your whole turn. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it is Sid, just me. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything in particular you want to do. Uh, You know, I, I could attack Big Steve with all of my ranged attacks, but I think I'll, <laughs> I think I'll hold off. <laughs> I'll save them for later. Yeah, I'll save them for later. I'll, I'll, uh, I mean, I guess since we're still in the middle of a battlefield, I'll use my action to, uh, take the dodge action. You never know. Okay. Um, I have sustained a lot of damage, so. It's true. Uh, better safe than sorry. Okay. Um, at the end of your turn, I need everyone to give me charisma saving throws. Yeah. Oh, I'm right by tears. Yeah, everyone but Cherish should get my bonus. It's plus two. Good 24. <laughs> nice. Oh, wait, I didn't, like, move with the rest of the group. You moved down yeah. into the trench, and yeah, okay, you moved up with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. I yeah, mean, it's not going to help, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we hug. Oh, no! Oh, no! <sighs> What's the matter, Sid? <laughs> I think you know, Mike. Or do I? <laughs> I think you know exactly do what I have the matter to... is. Hang on. Hang oh, on. no. So what is our totals for charisma saving throws? Oh, my total doesn't matter, Mike. 22 for me. Okay. 24. All right. 11. 11. Same as last time, Grawl and Tirza, you exchange a look as you feel that weird pushing sensation begin to start just behind your navel. <laughs> Cherish, Sid, you don't feel it. In fact, Sid, yeah. when you feel the pushing sensation, you suddenly feel alive in a way you haven't in months. There's this scent on the air of blood and the need to hunt and an overwhelming need to pick out the weak among the herd. Oh my god. (laughs) Please don't take your clothes off. (laughs) Just like the beast lands all over again. No, it's, it's... I don't know if it's that. That brings us back to Cherish. 
I'll choke you out again, Sid. Uh, Don't try me. Does, uh, uh, does Sid, okay, I'm, okay. I am, well, okay. So we felt that, I felt the tug again, even though it wasn't super. Nope, Cherish, you have not noticed it. Only Grawl and Tirza noticed it. Oh, well, then never mind. Sid's fine. I'll I'll, I'll let Uh, him know. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. We're bo- I you, assume we're you, both just like, it's happening again. You guys have been failing it this whole time? What? Yeah. You we, haven't? Yeah, the one time we didn't know it was going to happen. No. Oh. Yeah, Sid, I don't know about you? Something about the air. I feel fucking great. Let's jump back down there. Let's kill Big Steve. Uh, no, that's no. not a good idea. What the fuck are you talking about? We could take them. We took down that big old demon. We right, can kill right, anything. Right, right. We're yeah, literally yeah. invincible. Uh, that's not... As you Did stare you back at massage? Sid, there's like a lot of hair. Like How a pointy are his ears? God. They're like... Gaining a little bit of a, a, a feline kind of oh, no. mold oh, to boy. them. Oh no. Nose maybe a little uh turned up a little bit, some some quirking of the lips. No. Um I'm gonna go over to Sid and try to like ground him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of check that would be. Uh, what do you mean by ground him? Ground him I don't know, magically? Just, just, <laughs> I start flying. <laughs> Put some rubber <laughs> boots slap on him. him. <laughs> yeah, because Mike, I didn't pass that charisma check with more than ten. Did I? Uh, you got a twenty-four? No. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So, wouldn't matter. So yeah, Cherish, I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to snap I snap him out of this transformation into a fucking leopard. Uh on him on the head. Maybe I'm a leopard. Give me an intelligence check. Okay. And tell me what you think is happening. Before I roll or after? During. Um, I think that he's turning into the snow leopard again. Mm. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. You know how you stopped that before. Oh, I do know. Because he's, oh, because I'm, I think I'm the only one actually still wearing a pendant. Um, maybe, I don't remember if that's true or not. I think uh, I wasn't the impression that no one was wearing one of those pendants. Yeah, I think they're okay. all yeah. 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 in the bag. Of in the bag. We did say that they were all in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Which Sid has or Grawl has at the moment? Sid has. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to reach into the bag of holding and grab and to get one of the pendants. A Am I? Pendant? What? A lawless pendant? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Am I? Do uh, I don't really know the full-on effect. I mean, they're still like allies to me, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Part of so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be resistant to Cherish grabbing the thing out of the... No. Again, uh, like, nothing's... You just feel really good right now. It's just like, it feels <laughs> right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking kill some orcs for some reason. Actually, some caribou sounds great right now. There's, mm. there's like, Tirza is also, like, reaching out to do the same thing as Cherish, or, like, help, like, Cherish is, but there's also, like, some weird lizard part of her brain that's like, run, run right the fuck now. I mean, a reindeer part of her brain. <laughs> yeah, I do, in fact. So, Cherish, you pull out a lawless pendant and place Thank it over you. Sid's head? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'll bring us to Tirza. Did that do anything? Is he still not to his turn cat- yet? Caddy? Yeah, okay. not my turn yet. Um, oh. I mean, he's always caddy. That's true. <laughs> oh snap! Um, God, I guess I'm gonna hold to like hold my action to if Sid tries to go over the battlements to go fight something, I'm gonna grab him and try to wrestle him to the ground. Okay. Uh, that'll bring us to Grawl. Alright. Um, yeah. You guys got this? If if he goes full leopard, we good? We good? Looking at both of you. Sure. Like, I'm in the midst, I'm in the middle of putting the pendant on him, like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're gonna put it on, and then the, 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 Bartholomew Mechanis, inevitable things are going to pop. It's, it's going to be great. Anyways, I'm going to go find command really quick. God, this sucks. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm so fucking right. hungry. We still under the, the initiative of 30 feet. Oh, yeah, 100%. Kinda, like, this is, we're all back. still okay. in initiative. Okay, I just want to make sure. Right. I'm going to kill something and then nap for 14 straight hours. <laughs> and then poop in a box. Yeah, I really want to yeah. poop in a box. Like, less than five <laughs> feet over there. Okay, yeah. so Grawl, you're uh, heading I'm over gonna... to where command was indicated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I then pop my head up over the embattlement uh, thing and fire some more uh, eldritch blasts? Well, command is here where I'm indicating on the right next to the pillbox. Right. You could get there if you dashed. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So coming around the corner into this concrete box you see a hobgoblin dressed in fatigues that are accented with more traditional armor a gauntlet wraps up Get it. from the left arm and rises up across the forearm and the bicep onto the shoulder forming a manica of banded dark steel. steel. As the commander turns, lowering the spyglass from his eye, you see the warlord Grand turn to look at you. And his eyes oh. suddenly go wide. Abandon <laughs> oh, my boy! <laughs> And his eyes go from, like, shock to sudden joy as he sees you. And he says, 
Finally. I... No, 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 no. No, this is not happening right now. This is not, no, no. I don't, I don't have time for this right now. Uh, You've come. Is, is the other one, is she here? I, 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 I don't. No, I don't understand why you're here. What? There's a lot of explaining that needs to happen, and now is not the time, all right? Just explain what this place is as fast as possible, and we'll address the situation later, okay? But, wait, you don't... This is Acheron, boy! This is the promised land for all goblin kind. And that will yeah, bring looks, us looks to great. Sid. Yes. As the lawless right. pendant is placed around your neck and it slides over your body, you suddenly feel a cessation of that feeling to hunt, that need to kill. Maybe feel a little less oh. hairy around the hackles. Ugh. You suddenly feel like that horrible remembering of tasting blood in your mouth and you didn't remember how it got there. Guys, I feel terrible all of a sudden. I should take this thing off. (laughs) See, don't... I put it on you. I'm I'm kidding. I know... I don't know anymore. Squishing his face as hard as I can with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Like the way the way that you squish like a kitty's face, like oh, just no. The way that you, the way that an older sibling like myself squishes their younger sibling's face when they're bored. (laughs) Oh, or like the idiot sandwich. Yes. Squish. Got it. Mm. Sid, are you doing anything? What are we? Where did Grawl go? He went to the command. I think we should probably keep stay together. And okay, so we'll follow him. I I will head that way. Okay, so you wind down the trench. You move past the bugbears who are setting up some kind of mortar, uh, mm-hmm. and eventually come around a corner to see Grawl having a conversation with another hobgoblin. Uh, I. Step out, see that he's having a conversation with a hobgoblin. Can I just get a quick read as to the mood of this conversation? Tense. I slowly... What's the vibe, man? Uh, I was going to ask for an insight check on this one. A a vibe check? Uh, Cool. Yeah, it's it's tense. Vibe check. The bad roll, because... No, like I said, I'm not even. I'm not even asking for one. You just get this. Oh, you're not even asking. No. That's good. It's palpable. Yeah. Uh, palpable. I just kind of like. I walk out, and I see the mood, and I just kind of slide back uh, around the corner. But I listen because I'm a nosy bitch. Okay. Uh, at the end of Sid's turn, 
Uh, Big Steve is running straight for that uh, parapet, but the hobgoblins there let loose with their weird two weapons. There's a thunder crack of sound that erupts from the trenches around you as all the goblinoids let loose with these strange firearms. There is a whoom from behind you, and the bugbears let out a hurrah as they uh, fire some kind of huge projectile from their weird cannon. It arcs up and lands amidst some of the orcs with a huge boom, but that doesn't stop them from continuing their charge. Some of them reaching the front lines, and as they do, their dripping spiritual weapons start cleaving through the front ranks of goblins there. Uh, you see Big Steve go down under a hail of gunfire. Finally. From Steve. Hobgoblin Marksman. Steve Holt. Uh, that will... Yeah, and a couple of the goblins are scythed down by the reaping weapons of the uh, charging orcs. That will bring us to Cherish. Uh, I'm going to follow after Sid and motion Tirza to follow me. Okay. Uh, yeah, you come around the corner of the trench and see Sid, who has stopped just before the entrance of the uh, <laughs> the, the pillbox there, uh, seemingly listening from around the corner. It's, I'm getting a weird vibe, so I'm just going to give him some space. Okay. Cherish kind of like also is leaning in like like over Sid's shoulder because <laughs> like, I'm also a messy bitch yeah mm-hmm. we are the nosy bitches of this uh, of this group for sure <laughs> okay uh, Tirza um, so are we up they are like able to get up over these these trenches right these I mean they can come the down into the trenches yes Okay. Um, I'm going to run over to this fool who's kind of on my way. Can I get at him? Uh, With a melee attack? No. You'd have to get up out of the trench. Cool. Um, Can I just throw my fucking mace at him? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I've heard this one before. Mm-hmm. Hey, this time I'm not. <laughs> Just to let you know, Tirza, you still feel that weird pushing sensation? It's getting really intense now. Oh, shit. Mm. If you Once would like I to put... throw your mace, you may. Mm, I don't know if I want to do that. Never mind. I'm going to come up behind behind Cherish and, and Sid if, it's, if that pulling is getting really intense. It's getting real intense. Yeah, I'm not leaving this here. <laughs> Do I feel that at all? No. Hmm. Grawl, you feel it rising up behind your navel. The sounds of battle are nearby, but this pushing sensation is growing ever more intense. Okay. But the warlord stands in front of you, looking at you like, how do you not know that this is Acheron? All right, it's Acheron. Great. Fantastic. I have a bigger problem happening right now. What bigger problem? We are here to win the war. You are here to win the war. I am not. Trying to save the valley right now, okay? What? I don't have that much time, all right? I'm going to disappear in a couple moments. 
I don't understand. Welcome to my life. I died to give you this life. You died, and I spent the next several years in a cage, all right? To make you stronger, to make you better, to make you worthy of Maglubiet. Oh, yeah, so worthy. Great. Cool. What's he doing to save the valley right now? Nothing. That's what I want. I don't care what he wants right now. What valley? It doesn't matter. It matters to me. There is and no valley. There is just a cage. Just like home. Turn around and leave. Sid, you see Grawl walking out. You know, I'm just gonna give a performance check to just, just you know, I'm, I'm just hanging out. You know, like just whistle nonchalantly. All, all three of us, like, oh, hmm, good fortifications here. Very strong. Wow. Mm. <laughs> standard make is that is that what the standard make? Cherish is just like fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> From behind you, you hear a voice calling back. No, you don't understand. You and the other warborn, and even as. The warlord speaks. That pushing sensation overtakes you all. That shattering the world coming to pieces yet again, hurtling you through to another place. They were right. speaking. He was speaking goblin, correct? Right. So you did not understand. Cherish on your hand. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Said some interesting things. Mm-hmm. As you feel the world peeling back away from you. Suddenly, you are on a windswept hilltop, overlooking an enormous, flat expanse of tundra. In the distance, a herd of some kind of caribou or beast roams. There are mountains to the far, far south, the highest peak of which swirls with an angry storm. The cliff top, or the hilltop that you are upon, was once an earthen mound, but has now been swept clean, revealing statuary and earthen stone depictions of the gods in triplicate in a large, flat circle. Winding imagery of Azidahaka, Shamaran the Wise, and Andran Jinyi line this space. Stairs just to the north of you lead down off of this pillar that leads onto the hilltop. And I need you all to click over to the map that is labeled Beastlands. <laughs> so cool. Ooh. I think it goes without saying, but Sid licks his lips at the side of the caribou. <laughs> goes without God. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Ooh, you find yourself on this big platform atop this hill. Like I said, the statues on all the sides depict imagery of the gods in triplicate. The center pillar seems to be of some sort of arcane or magical significance, but it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Well, most of you. Cherish, 
you would recognize, at least at on its most basic level, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. are runic signatures and like you don't know the language they're written in but the way they're written and the sequence in which they're written this is clearly a teleportation circle of some kind Ooh, shit uh also am am i um a weasel no you are all humanoids of one stripe or another okay cool very cool that is a cool thing because even as you find yourselves here, you see the glowing runes erupting from around the statues of the gods in triplicate that you can see. And from behind this pillar, a woman dragging a hand across the stonework in the center appears just in front of you. And as she does, she will look towards all of you, but give a smile to Tirza, who stands behind you, as Shammer on the Wise says, We don't have much time. Make your questions count. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we return, you finally get to have a frank conversation with Shammer on the Wise. Hey, everybody. This is your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, just checking in on this extra long, extra crazy episode. Just a quick pop in to say, thank you so much for listening. I know I say it at the end of every episode, but I really mean it. And since this episode is crazy long and extra crazy, I'm just going to get you back to it. Let's get you back to it. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had apparently been ripped from their home plane in the Tempest Rest Valley and been flung across the multiverse in a series of hopping skips across multiple realities. Having a demon chase them along the way, they eventually defeated the creature on the plains of Acheron, where Grawl, the hobgoblin of no legion, confronted a figure whom he thought dead. But, in fact, he was, because that's how certain outer planes work. Leastways, after another tearing skip through reality, you found yourselves back sort of where a lot of this started. In the Beastlands, atop the hill that had been originally a overgrown heath, but that had been blasted clean by the fury of a tempest giant that had been, you know, just chasing you through a realm scar. No big deal. (laughs) It's a Tuesday. But where that realm scar once stood, you now see a teleportation circle inset in Jarashir ruins. And coming around those ruins is one of the gods in triplicate herself, the Lady of Serpents, Shamaran the Wise. She tells you that your time is short and ask your questions while you can. Oh my god, I had a first one and <laughs> I just lost it. Um, what? Is this... Is this the end? Is this... This is what was foretold. What is that outside of the walls of the valley? And she will smile with that knowing smile of hers and say, The fourth serpent. What? (laughs) That's in character, by the way. (laughs) What what do you mean? Who did not see that? 
who what <laughs> what are you talking okay. about fourth serpent yeah there, like that's what, the question there we go <laughs> a fourth the elder tempest that which birthed us all Dad? So what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Us all, as in. And she will look towards you, Sid, and say, Any who draw their lineage from the Rainbow Serpent. So, what, ha- what has been. What are the Jarashir meant to do? Why. Do we have places like this all over the multiverse? I don't know that Tirza would know that word. Whatever. <laughs> I've used it before. Okay, cool. Also, that's hot. <laughs> she will nod and say, Their original purpose was to protect all things from that which might come from outside. Okay, right, right, right. So... Why Why do some call us cage keepers? Everyone oh. give me a charisma saving throw. Shit. Shit. That was not a character. We're all standing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Let's see how this goes. Not Finally a good charisma. Not a good one this time. Wow. Uh, 11. Okay. 16. Thirteen. Twenty-three. Oh. Finally. Thank nice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, what'd you get, Grawl? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. And Sid? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so only Cherish feels the pushing as it begins. And I don't know if you alert your companions to this or not. If it's happening while Shamron is talking, I don't want to interrupt her, but... Let's point at your belly button. We'll know. Um, Will you? But you I feel it know. as Tirza is asking, why do they call the valley a cage? So I don't know if you uh, interrupt before Shamron can answer. Uh, it's starting. <laughs> can we... How do we get back? And she... Looks as though she was about to answer the question about the cage, but then she will smile and nod and say, As you have done before, you can do again. Simply wait for an opportune moment. You are getting closer even now. Soon you will be close enough to try. All right. Okay, um, what is, what is the cage, then? Can you answer that before we have to go? And you can feel the pushing now, all of you, as it's coming about you. You can see the seams of the world beginning to splinter away, and she will say, The valley has always been a cage, but some things are safer in a cage. 
Have you been talking to, to, to Grand a little bit? You've been talking to Grand a little bit, a bit. Hmm. Uh, what are um, what are these? And I will uh, press, put my hand to my shoulder where Sadagar is. And as the bonds of reality begin to shatter around you, the hilltop disassembling itself, glass cracking and splintering away, Shamran will look towards your cloak and give a broader smile and say... Those who came before. And then the hilltop disappears. Shamron the Wise is gone. And I need everyone to click over to the map that says fire. Oh. I... I know what you mean, but I like that it's just cold. We're all fired from this podcast. Suddenly. Very creative way of letting us go. (laughs) You all find yourselves in a square of a city. The square is suddenly and abruptly upsetting. There's a fountain in its center. There are paths leading to this otherwise unassuming square. And if not for the excessive heat that now presses in around you, if not for the weird construction of the buildings, the placement and the just general aesthetic of this square is suddenly and abruptly reminds you of the place you ended up at the end of every single Maker Festival. That square with the fountain at its center. Where the skein which would leave you at the end of those trials. The place that has now become known as Threadless Square in Stormhaven. But here, the buildings are tall. Taller than... Even some of the spires of Fair Aimsir, you see in the distance enormous brass minarets rising up into the sky that bulb out and then come to exact points. The sky above you is a sheet of washing flame. The fuck? The fountain ahead of you, as you look, isn't water. It is liquid sapphire, gemstones running so hot as to be liquid. The streets around you are crowded with figures. They abruptly look and stare at you as you appear. Slender, elvish, maybe? The faces long and depressed slightly, strange light tattoos running over their bodies that glow with a gleaming fire. They stare at you for a long moment. 
you see above you in the sky objects, boxes, carriages moving around. There is a figure just nearby who stops, is staring at you. They take some kind of large spherical things off of their ears and gently rest the semi-sphere, the weird ribbed band that connects the two hemispheres resting across their neck and they'll jabber at you in some language that you don't understand. Uh, Tirza will hold up her hands and do the universal, like, sorry, no. Just Cherish is just like shaking her head, like, speak it in English. And the one with the weird spheres that they had over their ears will look at you, kind of twist their head, and they'll say something over to a friend who was nearby, this other creature, possibly female, uh, looks at you. She has these strange glasses with weird mirrored lenses that she'll pull down off of her eyes and stare at you. You can see her eyes have these glowing red orbs in them alight with a fire all their own and she'll jabber at you in a second language that you don't understand though it sounds maybe vaguely elvish like the rhythm is of elvish but all the consonants and like lingual notes that you might recognize are out of place so obviously i know elvish uh but i also know a bit of primordial uh, can I perhaps piece together any sort of understanding here as far as what they're saying? Give me an intelligence saving throw. Uh, okay. Because I know you're so good at those. I'm so good at those. <laughs> I mean, technically as a rogue, I do get a little bonus to that, but my intelligence is not great. Um, uh, you also have my... That's true. That's true. So that'll be that. Yeah, that's something. That's something. But that's a two plus five is seven. So my rolling luck continues. Yeah, it doesn't like there's something there, but you can't quite parse it. Uh, I'd be smarter. But she will kind of come closer to you and like glance at you in particular, Sid. And, like, touch the ears and point at you? Uh, Yeah, I sort of point at my ears and sort of give, like, an acknowledging sort of glance. She (laughs) smiles and nods. I smile right back. (laughs) And uh, she will come close to you and, like, hold out a hand and nod to you, like, is this okay? As she's reaching the hand towards your face. Uh, yeah, I, I nod. Okay. Uh, and she will reach out a finger and trace a line on your forehead and this white hot flame will etch itself into your forehead. (laughs) Face tattoo. Simba. And you take 14 points of fire damage Mm -hmm. to the face. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. And don't worry, guys. I'm the ambassador. 
she's gabbling at you in this language, and then it suddenly shifts to where you can understand it, and she's Safrite Nurtervas is does that sound can you hear me now? Yes, ow Yes Oh Oh You're just Oh I thought because with the Ah, uh, but you're not Ah I see I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I turned to everybody else. Did it leave a mark? And there <laughs> is this burn mark on Sid's forehead. Oh. Boy. Yeah. Oh. You look great. Yeah. I mean, you look, you, look, you look very good. I also still have the, like, 30 or 30 to 40 damage from the previous battle, so, mm-hmm. you know, yep. looking pretty bad. Well, uh, I guess my friend can heal me up. Uh, where are we? You are in the city of Brass, my friend. Oh, which we have heard about. Beneath the benevolent Queen of Flame. City of Brass, huh? Which uh which court do you hail from? Um Do can I Do I know what, what she's talking about? <laughs> uh based on your reaction? No. Yeah. I I I have a have an idea, but um, I am not from. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, I'm from the valley, Tempest Rest Valley, on the material plane. Material plane? There is no such thing. Yes, it's it's a valley surrounded by a big storm. What? You've never heard of... Huh. And as you stare at each other for a moment, suddenly in the distance you all hear this... And everyone in the square will begin looking around. Sound of the police. What's going on? And... The... Other elvish creatures will begin scattering from the square. You see the one with the weird spheres that rested over his ears will sprint off. Uh, the lady that you're talking to will look between him and you and uh, say, BMC, scatter! Oh, uh, okay. Now, uh, now she's speaking Sid's language. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Show me where to hide. Show me where my friends and I can hide. And I need everyone to give me charisma saving throws. <laughs> so well so far. Uh, twenty one for Tirza. Or, I'm so sorry. Twenty. Jesus. Yeah, twenty two for Tirza. We're still getting Tirza's mm-hmm. buff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eighteen. Cool. Ten. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Tears of Grawl, yet again. You feel the uh, the pushing about to happen as Sid is shouting uh, in a language you don't understand. Nah, Sid. I have a lot of hidden talents. Does it yeah. does it feel imminent? Yeah. Okay. 
so much so that the map that we were on closed and that there's a new map now. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't see a new map. Uh, so, you... Uh... <laughs> yes, I turned it from visible to invisible. My bad. But leastways... Uh... As, I mean, he he's shouting, but he's not running off. So I'll just say, like, it's happening again. Yeah. Tears is the only one that noticed that? Or? Uh, Grawl did as well. Okay. So Sid, I don't know if you have a reaction to that. Uh, I just, like, if I have stepped away, I assume I stepped away to talk to this uh, creature. This all I... happened, like, right next to everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. well then I just kind of huddle up with the group. Okay. As you do that wailing siren gets closer and closer. Falling down out of the sky, you see a strange carriage of some kind, but it is horseless and floating. And leaning out of these open bay doors, you see creatures that look like clockwork devils. Creatures of black iron leaning out And in voices tinged with authority, they speak in Infernal. And they say, In the name of the Bartor Mechanis Concordant, you are to remain where you are. Uh, It's it's the Bartor Mechanis fuckers again. Man, I hope this kicks in quick. And as you say that, you feel (laughs) reality peeling away yet again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we can't help it. I moon them. Let me worry. Hellish light begins to erupt from these long tubes that are being held by this creature leaning out of the uh, floating carriage. But even as they are holding it and pointing it towards you, there is another cracking, another shattering, another pushing, and you are hurtling through those blind eternities yet again. And you need to go over to the map that says water. Will do. That's a beautiful pool. It's got, looks Ooh, like. Actually, my bad. That is incorrect. Uh, Wrong map? Yes. You need to go to the one that is called Earth. Glad what about Heart? Dang it. That one looked like it had pool service and like a swim up bar. God damn. Oh, cool. Bummer. Very. Oh, love it. You find yourselves in a theater in the round. Perfect. (laughs) Stadium seating made of stone is behind you. And you are also underground. The ceiling above you is maybe 100 feet up, and stalagmites and stalactites dot the area around you made of glowing green crystal. On the stage in front of you is an enormous statue of a weird mottled creature made of rough-hewn stone. It is as though someone got halfway through a sculpture and just kind of stopped before they worked in all the fine details. Sweet thrust stage, yeah. As you stand suddenly in this new place, the wailing sirens of the city of Brass gone, 
you look around and there's no one else here. Above you, there is a deep groan, as though distant sound traveling through stone. But by the time it gets to you, it is merely an odd rumble that sends the stalactites to shaking ever so slightly, and they tinkle as though made of glass. I need to sit down. Uh, and Sid kind of just sits in on the stadium and just kind of... Mm. You're looking rough, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will I will come do some lay on hands, because I think you're the only person who's taken, taken some punches. I've taken quite a few. Besides me. Uh, 25. That helps. Thank you. Thank you, Tirza. Is that the last of your uh, lay on hands? It is. Interesting. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, 24, then. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... I think I can get us back to the valley if we can find some sort of like what we found in Fair Ames here Blue Gulch those those gateways right whatever but I I don't know how to how to do that Shamaran just said to wait for an opportune moment I don't know if she means during the pulling she said we were getting closer. I assume that means valley. I have a feeling we'll know it when we see it. Let's hope so. Because the loca- the other places that we that we would use to get back were locuses of power. And there were I mean the thing that's difficult is that the way we identified them is because they were the only thing colorful in the in right yeah. yeah right well maybe grawl can we could interact with them maybe which... grawl can use his eldritch sight to find them uh, I, I can try i don't can i see the threads have i ever seen the threads or is that just the true sight thing that cherish did the one time um, when Tirza's doing the pulling? No, just like ever. Like, I don't think I can see the threads with, with the other side. Yeah. No. And right. I mean, I can look for magical stuff around here. I can, I can look for it. I can, I can look. I can. Yeah, shit. Let's do it. Boom. Bug eyes. <laughs> well, wait right now. You're doing it right now. I'm I'm just looking. I can do How it. How many whenever. times can you do that? All the times, like infinity times. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's no biggie. As you stare around, you see that all the crystals that are glowing, sticking up from the ground and hanging from the ceiling, are magical. The statue just north of you is also intensely magical. 
and mm. the figure standing behind the statue is also excessively magical. Figure behind the statue. That none of you would have noticed had <laughs> Grawl not seen um, beyond sight. Hello? Any, anyone there? And a voice will say, No, no one's here. Ah, oh, not this motherfucker again. I... Wow, looks like there's no one here. Really? You you responded you responded with a no. I mean, I'm pretty thick, but I, at least I've, I I can figure that one out. There's no response. They're still there. I can still see them. They're mm-hmm. still there. Where are they? On the other side of the statue. Oh well. I'm sure I'm glad that Robin Goodfellow isn't here. He's really annoying and not helpful at all and I'm I don't know, kinda of creepy looking. And a head will poke out from around the back of the statue. <laughs> and while the face is similar, it's almost as though this is a sibling, a brother, maybe? They look older, more weathered. Like, their face is cracked with lines that Robins don't have. and This is Buck. More of a... Or Chuck. <laughs> Buck and Chuck. Good fellow. <laughs> the creature that pokes its head around will look at you with a startled, confused expression and say, I'm sorry, Robin Goodfellow? Yeah. You... Yeah. Wait, are there more of you? You know... Do you know this Robin? Yeah. Yeah. Conversed a couple times. Is he... Work. Is he still alive? I mean... Yeah. 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 From, yeah. Oh, that's... Oh. My, I... Wait, wait, hold on. Where are you from? Which, which court temp- do you follow? See, you know, oh no, I wasn't. I didn't understand that part of the conversation. Um, we don't. We don't. Fa- I mean, we're from the material plane. Does that mean anything to you? I guess I technically have a court, but I don't want to talk about it. The material. <laughs> no, no, okay. there's no such thing. Yeah, we keep hearing that. We do. We do. <laughs> oh yeah, we're from a cage. The, from and does that mean the anything? Creature. That I talked to in the city of Brass told me that there was no such thing as a material plane. Oh, uh, well, that's uh, a trouble. We're from there, yeah. so. Yeah. I uh, guess it's, maybe you would know it as Anchorus? I'm sorry. Um, it gives you an expression of nonplussed. Uh, what is okay. your name? A name? No, I'm not allowed a name. I'm simply the harlot of the buckling fault. Harlot of the buckling fault. <laughs> and Good to meet you, harlot of the buckling fault. Pleasure to meet you as well, I suppose. You said you knew... I mean, that's why I thought they had them killed. Robin he went around calling himself names. Ugh. 
Cherish yeah. leans over to Grawl. So his name is actually Buck. <laughs> I mean, it could uh, it could be Chuck. Who, who knows, really? Um, no, he's still kicking. Oh my! But that would mean oh, I the cold air is without one of their warlocks. This is this is amazing news. I'm. I guess, what court do you hail from? But I'm the harlot of the buckling fault, he says, as okay. though that explains it. I guess that's an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need everyone okay. to give me charisma saving throws. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> God, uh, okay, can I just roll over 10, please? Just, 24. Just over 10. 15. 27. Do any of us know about elemental planes at all? I'm sort of, I sort of know about elemental planes, I guess. Okay. Vaguely, Probably yeah. Probably not too much. All right. I know a lot about the fifth element. <laughs> Boron. <laughs> Boron. Streak of rolling under 10 continues. I got a... 12. Just uh, Tears and Grawl again. Feel the pushing begin. Uh, I will kind of shake it off and ask, um, what is the... Do you have a master or a mistress? Uh, yes, of course. I serve the house of the Buckling Fault and mm-hmm. the Queen of Earth. Don't you? We're... Uh... <laughs> On vacation. I mean, yeah. Again, <laughs> we're we have a place that we're from that apparently people think don't exist, so it's hard to explain. But we're you unaffiliated. You know of the warlock of air. You've spoken to Ariel. Maybe the guy has a ton of different names. I don't know. Robin Goodfellow, Puck. These are all names he chose for himself. Yeah. Yes. But if you say he's still alive, yes? Uh-huh. As far as we know. Yeah. This is astounding. This is amazing. This okay. will change everything. Okay. Is he supposed to be dead? What? Is this going to offer some sort of advantage? You're... Yes. If so, you're not allowed to tell anyone. The court <laughs> of air is weak. Their warlock is still alive. The power has not been transferred. Maybe, but he was in a place that doesn't exist, so maybe he is dead. Is, are you oh, at war with this other, like... And the realm begins to shatter around you. Oh, uh, well... <laughs> bye, right, I think we fucked up a little bit. <laughs> I think threw, we may have said threw some threw wrench into some interplanar war. <laughs> Just fuck it. Yeah. Your name is Buck, by the way. Buck, bye, we love you. <laughs> there's a pushing, there's a shattering as this strange elfin creature with the tri-point ears stares at you as you fade and disappear. The balance of power may shift at some nexus points due to this information. Whatever. We didn't know, so (laughs) I think that's diplomatic immunity. Oh, sure. Ignorance Uh is always a good excuse. And as you disappear 
you all suddenly feel a howling sensation as wind slaps at your face. Rude. Oh, uh-oh. And you are falling. Oh, 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 no, no. Oh, oh, I cast slow fall. Or feather fall, whatever. You cast feather fall? Yes. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me see. I may have to, I gotta figure out what level I'm casting it at. That might be good to know. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't actually cast it at a higher level, I guess. But you can target a bunch of creatures all at once. Yes, it's up to five. So, yeah, we're all good. Sweet. Okay. That's very good, though maybe less good than you think, mm-hmm. oh, because shit. as you instinctually cast Featherfall, yeah, as you're all beginning to fall, clumping near to each other, you glance around and the open sky above you and the open sky below you doesn't seem to end. Air open nothingness rolls around you distant far too distant below you there is a plane of some kind but it is thousands of feet down the air up here is thin and difficult to breathe distantly you see floating castles shapes in the clouds Landscapes, buildings, you see something that looks very much like Fair Aemsir twinkling off in the distance. Made of shining, luminous, silvery cloud shapes. But you're falling. Falling slowly, now. But you are falling. Okay. Uh, Odd dip, guys. Sorry. That just... How long does your spell last? A minute. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll be out of here. Theoretically. I mean... Probably. We're a new one out there. You have to shout at each other to be heard over the rushing and howling of wind. Does anybody, like, stop and think about just like the crazy shit we see on a day-to-day basis every day like every day like, every day i just i don't think about it for weeks at a time and then something will happen and then everything is put into context and i'm like what is my life you know what i mean i basically have to keep from thinking about it or else i will have a panic attack i mean you know like yeah just falling this situation isn't helping (laughs) (laughs) i just i can't this is this is crazy book wild this is the craziest thing we've seen some crazy shit but this is this takes the cake see i think i think about food a lot and that's kind of like my my north star that guides me and keeps me sane cherish is there a plane of cake Please tell me there's a plane of cake. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So the answer is maybe. Well, there's an angel food cake and there's a... Wait. I... Guys, guys, guys. We've we've seen uh, fire. We've seen earth. We, we're... There's probably air. 
Mm, I don't know, man. If the next one is water, are we all going to instantly drown? Uh, Do we not have the scroll of water breathing? No, Camion has that. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a wand, but yes, Camion does. Oh, yeah, yes, a wand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, also, I'm, this cake conversation is making me imagine that it, as we're falling, we're all in like various like slumber party poses <laughs> as if we're lying on the ground, but just, yeah. I'm definitely in a in a paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah, tears of like like hands behind head, feet kicked up a little. Anyway. Uh Shay's Lounge of Clouds. You're falling. The minute yep. ticks by. It has never lasted this long before the Oh god. Before the pushing sensation came. Oh god. You're still falling. So I guess we just wait until Somewhere nearby, an enormous leviathan breaks through a cloud breach. It is an enormous serpentine creature with wave-like fins that come out from either side of its body. It rises through the air like an eel. I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh my god. And I thought the gods in triplicate were cool. Did you? <laughs> Secretly, yes. All Giant. right, my cursory research has not yielded any results for the elemental plane of cake. Crawl. <laughs> what? I'm no longer thinking about cake. I'm still thinking about cake. <laughs> as it writhes and comes about, it seems to notice you as you're falling. Oh, oh no. We're friendly, I swear. I say in primordial. It begins swooping and twisting, writhing like a ribbon in the wind. As it's moving, you can see little crackles of electricity moving across its body. It looks hungry. Yeah, we all... Is there a way to orient? I mean, I made the joke about the party poses, but is there a way to orient oneself <laughs> in the air? That sounds like you would need an acrobatics check. Oh, well, yeah. What What are you thinking? I don't know. I just want to get myself kind of like not free folly, maybe just more facing this thing. And you want to line yourself up perfectly to be a snack. Mm. I guess. Like a buffet. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I still have have shield and I've probably put the mace away by now. <laughs> but I still should, have shield you should out. throw your mace, Tirza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a five so no probably not you flail and roll and the wind slaps at your arms and shield and catches you and spins you about uh i attempt to just like kind of stop myself from flailing and look as if i meant to do that you're falling Falling. yeah falling so fast now, the wind hurts as it's shearing past you. 
Each of you takes eight slashing damage as you're hurtling through the air, the wind cutting at you. Can I use my reaction to stab the wind? No. <laughs> Damn it. He's, uh, how much damage did you say, Mike? Eight. Eight. Okay. Thank you so much for that heal earlier, Tirza. Whoo. Just unconscious in a free fall. You're now hurtling at a tremendous, one might say terminal velocity. <laughs> I mean, should I cast Featherfall again, guys? All right, all right. If I had to guess, looking at the distance between here and... Mike, Mike, did you say there was something below us, or is it just infinite sky in all directions? There is a landscape below you, and as you're falling now faster and faster and faster, you can see shapes and continents. You were that high up. Shit. There is a swirling, eddying landscape that looks as though it has been torn and split and... There is this strange pattern of light and darkness dappling the ground beneath you. It's not split between light and day. It appears as though certain sections of this plate are in some kind of constant state of night, while another is in a constant state of daylight. But it's dappled, speckled across the landscape. Man, I wish I was a more intelligent character to try and figure out what the fuck that is. Um, Give me perception checks. I can do that. Depending on my role. Uh, 15. 15. Um... Hmm. 23. 17. Okay. You all see far, far, far to the south a a crimson line on the horizon. Some kind of great flame that rises up out of the landscape. Tirza, you see a shining brass jewel sitting at the very edge of it, gleaming in the firelight. The fact that the fire is that bright from that far away, it must be an enormous conflagration. Wait. Far, no. far... So the planes are all connected? To the north, you see a bright jewel-like sea spreading out towards infinity little dots of islands here and there, some in light, some in shadow. Beneath you, where all of these things swirl and eddies of mist and mud and magma roil together in one enormous vortex just beneath you, coming into view, swirling blue and white and red and black. And that is where you're falling towards. Cherish, do you know where we're going? 
Uh, Elliot thinks that they have an idea, but... I'm not 100% sure. Tears Should you up. make some sort of roll? Oh, go ahead. Yes. You got a 22? 23. 23. Dotted here and there in the places below you, some of the places that are dappled with night are still bright despite that fact. Lights. Like a city magnified 10,000 times. No city is that bright, and yet your eyes don't deceive you as far as you know. They shine with a light that pushes back against the night. Light of a million candles, a billion candles. Wickmore's Landing isn't this bright. And yet you can see cityscapes, you think, but enormous cities. Cities two times, five times larger than Stormhaven itself, dappled across these islands, these continents that you see. The ones that are in daylight shine with a, a glowing gleam that puts fair aims here to shame. The ones that shine in the night are radiant compared to the grease and smog of Stormhaven. And there are dozens of these cities across the landscapes below you. But none rest within the roiling vortex that you are hurtling towards. And you are all falling. So fallen. Uh, are we getting any like um, of that feeling like in our stomach? No. <sighs> okay. The vortex is below you, getting wider and wider. It's the size of a city the size of the valley, the size of a continent. Roiling, churning, spinning. And what color did you say the vortex was? Blue, white, red, and black. That's one color short of a set of colors that I am not a huge fan of. It's true. I, I mean, they could all also just be the elemental planes. Blue, yeah, water, red, fire, white, air. Black, true. Earth. And as you're getting closer and closer, you can see those colors resolving into flows of ice, streams of air, boiling flows of magma, and churning obsidian. All weaving together as though liquid. So we don't want to land there. Well, hmm. Is there anything we can do to avoid doing that? Nice swimming in air. I got nothing. Uh... I mean, my idea was if all of the elements came together, it would make a material plane, right? 
but we could also just be flying into a vortex of death. So I have no idea. And if where we're going or where we're from isn't the material plane, who knows where we're going. I mean, it's certainly looking like a vortex of death, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yeah, right, the, biggest, right, yeah. the biggest thing that I can transform either myself or someone else into is one of those pterodactyl things, and it can't really carry three people. Right. You can fly, though, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is a polymorph lasts longer than fly. True. Though you can cast fly on multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. And you fall. Okay. Churning elemental chaos below you, getting wider and wider. You're now maybe only 2,000 feet above it. The wind snapping at you, moving at such a ferocious speed. You all take eight points of slashing damage. That is not good. I would have been down by now. Now you feel... What? You feel sporadic whips. Cold. Heat. Sharp flakes of earth flung up, even at this distance. Um, okay. I cast uh, Fly at, as a 5th level spell on Tirza, Grawl, and Sid. Um, and I cast Polymorph on myself to turn into Where am I? the animal sheep. The giant pterodons you saw the kobolds riding? Yeah. The Kongmato? Kongmato, yeah. I like their names. How do you spell that? K-O-N-G-A-M-A-T-O. And suddenly, you are not falling anymore. Wheeling around you as the three of you hover suddenly in the air, capable of flight, the giant pterodactyl cherish wheels in a circle, unable to really hover necessarily, but yeah. can stay in a loose orbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charidactyl, I think is what we want. Charidactyl, <laughs> very good, yes. <laughs> you hover now, still fifteen hundred feet above this churning, roiling vortex. Okay. You've lost sight of the incredible cities in the distance due to the curvature of the plane. Mm-hmm. Can we... Just kidding. Yeah, I was wondering. They're both concentration spells. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were doing like a sorcery point thing to counter. Nope, I can't. I don't have... If that is a one that exists, I do not have it. I can Uh, grab you. I know nothing about... So you attempt to cast Polymorph, but then do you go through with it and your friends fall, or do you reconsider? Because you would know they're both concentration spells. Yeah. I fall to my death. Bye, guys. No. <laughs> no. I, it, since Cherish knows would know that they're both concentration, I think that she just 
you know, tries to just be the Kongmato and do her best to get everyone out. You just grab on. There's a moment when all of you are just like, oh, hooray, we're flying. And then you start falling again. (laughs) No, I'm saying that I I wouldn't have cast fly. Oh, okay. Unless. 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 Um, <laughs> unless. I, unless someone wanted to catch me. That's what I was saying is I could catch. I, we've done it before. That's true. Here's a strong. That's true. I am very strong. So what just are you doing, like, Cherish? Please do not drop me. Yeah, no, I'm just going to do fly. And be like. Tirza. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll like uh as soon as I have con- more control, I will grab Cherish by the forearm and like hoist her up. Okay. So yeah, now you are all no longer falling. Cherish all right, y'all. suspended by Tirza. Alright, y'all, we got ten minutes. <laughs> Make so them count. <laughs> fly so we're not over this like and also down, and also probably towards the Earth plane again. Yeah. Since we know the most about their core. <laughs> also, my we, also, we can stand on it. Yeah. Yeah. So you are flying as fast as you can in what direction? Towards what we saw uh, the Earth, like the, the land. I mean, there's land all over the place. Um, You described something that was like landy <laughs> more earthy though <laughs> there is a piece of the vortex that's more earthy there are islands in the sea to the north there's uh continents that stretch out to either side of the vortex and there is some great conflagration to the south i think we want to avoid the vortex in general um and head towards the continent i guess okay yeah, there's a ringing landmass that scattered around the outskirts of the roiling chaos at the center of this place. Mm-hmm. But it is miles away. Oh. <laughs> Dozens. Hundreds. You're at the center of something that is too big to even be considered. It speaks to how high up you were that you were able to see beyond it. Now, this far down, the distance is terrible. I mean, okay. Well, then maybe a island, a floating island, and craziness. Yeah, Above you, like... you see the rippling serpent dip down, following you. But before it gets as close as you do, it roils back up into the sky. Well. Then yeah, I guess down to the surface of this. See if we can't find a landmass that's large enough for stand on until we can figure out a plan. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Fly down. <sighs> yes. We can come up with something really brilliant really fast. Cherish in the arms of Tirza as she flies down. Sid, Grawl, do you follow suit? Yeah. 
I'm going to keep an eye out for like floating like ch chunks of land, uh, islands. Okay. Give me a perception check. That's good. 22. Okay. As you glance down and as you're all flying down, Sid, you see one of the strangest things you've ever seen. Amidst this horrific, whirling chaos, a little ways out from the center, you see a figure standing on a long board with a strange sail sticking up out of it, riding along one of the weird vortex-like currents that drifts between the flows of air and the drifts of ice at the barest hint of liquid where these two forces meet this figure is riding that liquid this That's is the coolest cool. person we've ever met one hand holds the sail the other holds a a weird box just in front of them with a, a strange glass lens pointed back towards themselves oh my god they're taking a selfie <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Shredding that gnar, brah. You see this as you descend. Is this Boomer Kingsley? Shredding as you get that... close, you see another weird kind of elvish figure. Again, flattened features, long ears, the weird glowing tattoos over their body. And as you descend, they'll stare up at you and like wave the weird box at you as though they can't let go of it. Mm. Uh, I, I shout hello, hello and primordial. And there's this churning, cracking of ice and earth and flame beneath you, and you doubt if you can be heard at this distance. Shit. Um, and they'll just nod and wave. Um, the heat here is intense. The cold, just as intense. The wind snapping with a terrible ferocity. How this figure is able to do what they're doing is impossible to consider. Mm. As you get close, you get the real sense that being that being where he is would kill you. Okay, alright. So we're not going to do that. Um... Okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have nothing. I'm just falling. Or, I, I mean, we're flying, but we have nowhere to go. I mean, I think further from the center, I, I don't. For thousands of miles? I mean, how many fifth level spell slots does Cherish have? <laughs> One. One. Oh, okay. Yep. As Elliot holds up a single finger. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, does anybody have any ideas? Because... Nope. Girl's got nothing. Cherish has got nothing. Tears has got nothing. I, I mean... There's no threads to pull. 
that's how I do the thing. Well, okay. But let's let's start there then. Um, how do we find those threads? Grawl, use yeah. your uh, Eldritch Sight. I, 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 all right. I don't know what we're going to be able to see. I, I can't see the threads regardless. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't... You can see objects that we use to... I'm just. I, I know. I know. I. I. I, I hope I find something. I'll do it. You see the magical items you are all carrying, and the boiling storm of elemental magic beneath you. Yeah, you see the staff of flame, the hat of disguise, the. Yeah, all the magic items that you normally would see among your party. Gauntlet of returning. Bag of holding. Yeah. Somewhere in Cherish's pack is the deck of many things. Oh, now's the perfect time. Let's just start drawing cards. Nope. (laughs) Hey, anyone anyone know what their fortunes read? (laughs) More perfect in midair. Start drawing cards. So Um, sorry. I got the deck right here. I'm just saying. Hey, if we get any bad ones, we can just drown them in this elemental magic nonsense. Fuck. Um. I mean, maybe polymorph, and then just. I mean, but that only lasts an hour. Like that's. Could that Not get us? To get us. Did the math on this once. How far could a pterodactyl creature? The minutes fly tick down his... on your fly spell. Well, because the thing was, the the reason I did the math was I was trying to get across. Who is the spell scroll? Talila. Fuck! God damn it! I have a scroll of contact other plane. What does that do? Contacts another plane. <laughs> Stupid. Specifically, what? So you can talk to somebody from another plane? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. That's what I'm asking. I'm not. <clears throat> okay. The scroll lets you cast contact other plane. Yeah. Which I don't know if any of you know what that does. You mentally contact a demigod, the spirit of a long dead sage, or some other mysterious entity from another plane. Uh, yeah, gotta do some stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Psychic damage. On a successful save, you can ask the entity up to five questions. You must ask your questions before the spell ends. The GM answers each question with one word, such as yes, no, maybe, or never, uh, irrelevant or unclear, etc., etc. I mean, we have currently no ideas, so who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's what we what we need to do. Or Cherish, do you know if you turned into a pterodactyl and dragged all of us, could you get anywhere close to not over this seemingly now endless 
pit of chaos? I... It took me three polymorphs to get like barely across Stormhaven. Truth. Yeah. But that was a as like a little tiny bird, right? No, it's the 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 eagle and the Kongmato actually have the same fly speed. Mm. If not, the eagle might actually have more, to be honest. I really would like all of us to not die here. Yeah, same. Yeah, I guess just who on another plane would we contact that has the power to get us where we want to be? And also who we haven't burned a bridge with. We could the wise. We know that Sharma on the Wise will answer questions when we have the opportunity. I don't know that she can help us get anywhere, though. But she'll at least know possibly how to get out of here. Or at least give us insight. Uh, Maybe. And Cherish, Cherish, you can cast Fly one more time on all of us? Yeah. Okay. We have about two minutes left in that first Fly spell. Should we just fly up and just give ourselves more time? That's kind of funny. No? Why don't we just fly straight down? Because at this point... (laughs) <laughs> I, I I mean she's she said she already gave us some insight she said that I've done it before but I I don't we were always We were always right there at the gate, at a gate. At I don't know how to just reach out, and she does. She reach out, reaches out, and and pull. I... We've closed rifts. Maybe we could open one. I mean, please did it. Yeah, Cherish, do you know any... Or, out of character, but... Does Cherish know anything about the... Well, because the thing is, is I only know... I don't know what any of the stuff in the... Right? I just do magic. I don't know shit about Yeah, I know. God. I... Because I don't know what any of the stuff in the circle means. Right. So I can't reverse engineer it. You've basically been doing everything you've been doing on instinct up to this point. Yeah. That yep. includes even closing the realm scars. Yeah. yeah. 
So how about this? We did did Blizz know anything? I don't think we can use contact other plane to contact Blizz. I don't think he counts as Blizz is on another plane. He's a sage. He, um, he's kind of a sage. <laughs> what what plane I don't know is who he gets on? To choose which. That's yeah, because the material plane is apparently that fucking exists. So who knows where we have been? Hey Maz, are we like totally boned right now? <laughs> Maz will God. say no. You must simply force your ally to learn that which she does not understand. Jesus. Good luck with that, Maz. <sighs> okay. Um. Okay. Mm, okay. And Stormpierce will say, I think we're pretty boned right now. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the optimism. Here to but, help. Yeah. Okay. You think if I uh, swing you around, you know, stab at nothing, I can, like, cut a hole? What do you think, Stormpiercer? I believe that is possible. All things are possible if we try hard enough. Oh. There we go. Oh, That's all right. All I and I draw a storm piercer, and I just start swing, swinging wildly. Sid slashing at the air. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? Great. Okay. So, uh, it's power. It's power, basically. When I put... When we put power into Sid, he can close the rifts. Maybe if we put, channel our power into Tirza, or through me into Tirza, she can find it? Find the threads? Uh, I, I mean... I can try. Your fly spell's about to run out, by the way. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna focus real hard on, like, the, f like, the feeling of being in those places. Like, bef I'm trying to, like, walk myself mentally through, like, the process of what I did. Mm -hmm. Um... Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh no, you guys. Can I assist? With a saving throw? No, not so much. Oh no, just kidding. Sorry. I forgot already what you said. Yeah, I just <laughs> rolled a one. Nope. God. You reach out and clutch at nothing. Every time you've done this, you've been at some locus of power. There's always been some 
trigger something that was drawing your friends away and now you're just stuck here unsure of where even here is there's no propulsive pull or push that you can latch on to at this moment No. I I don't uh I think Tears is probably saying it quiet enough that only Cherish can hear. I don't think I can do I don't know how to do things. There's not I and Cherish, if you don't recast fly right now, your friends are going to fall. I'm going to do something stupid. All right. I'm going to cast fly on Tirza. Bye, Sin Grawl. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to let go. Okay. <sighs> so... Someone's got to make it to the end of the campaign. <laughs> Cherish pushes off of Tirza. As she and Sid and Grawl drop, leaving Tirza suspended in the air. Right, I feel like we should have talked about this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't cons- consent to these plans. <laughs> All you have to do is fall. Anyone can do that. God damn it. What are you talking about <laughs> as you're falling? <laughs> trying to be like, oh, this is going to be super poignant and emotional. And Crawler, like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Why? does that help? Is there a. Do threads suddenly appear? I, I'm going to start flying down, t- like, fall, following them at you can speed. Barely keep up as they fall. Oh my god. <sighs> um, the vortex is getting closer now. Oh my god, I don't even know if she exists here, but like... Uh, Shamaran, why did you just give me a half-truth? I understand that you trust me, but I, I need more guidance. I... Sadagar clings to you tightly, not flaring out to cause you any drag, but streamlining the threads of the cloth seeming to bind together to create a slipstream behind you. What is the... Am I getting any feeling? Terror. Oh, great. Cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. But at the same time, it believes in you. Sadagar trusts you. 
Yeah, I mean, can I just will this into being? I don't know if I can. Um, does it feel like as we get closer to the text, there is a pull? Some sort of orientation of... Everything swirls towards the center, emptying down into some unknowable maelstrom. You might not be directly over that center point, but the elements, as they are, rolling atop one another over and over and over again. Water, fire, earth, wind. In between, there is ice and mud and steam... Magma roiling between. Your friends are falling. Yep. I'm still trying to keep pace. Uh... Fuck. Sadagar clutches tightly to your shoulder. Um, Sid, crawl anything besides screaming as you fall? I don't even know if screaming at this point, because eventually you just run out of screaming. Yeah. You know, mm. you scream so much, you're just like, yeah, yeah. I think just like the five stages of grief start kicking in, you know, the five stages of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and eventually you just settle on acceptance. Uh, Can I hear a little bargaining? <laughs> you want to hear a little bargaining? Yeah, what are Sid and Grawl's bargaining? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I don't know what higher power exists where we are, but I promise you, if you help us get out of this, I will help you in whatever way I can. I don't know if anyone's listening. Oh, see, see, that's a dangerous path. Your screams or shouts of pleas for aid seem to fall on deaf ears. Yeah. Yeah, knew it wouldn't work, but that's okay. Is the center of this maelstrom, is that okay? Is there some sort of... Yeah, I mean, everything goes to this, but is there... There's no, like, focus power or focus of energy or seems to be a crucible of some kind glowing with intense white heat surely there is power there but on such a magnitude that you've never even considered touching something like it before yeah i mean does it all like converge where it all comes together or is it like like the eye of a hurricane where there's a hole down the middle 
it seems to all converge at a single point of intense okay. white radiance. Hmm. A white hole. Grawl up to anything as you fall? You're now less yeah. than a thousand feet from the surface of this maelstrom. Cool. Uh, uh, I'd like to turn my hexblade into a scroll. It is now a scroll. Great. Cool. Uh, help? You just write help as it's flapping no, in your face. I mean, like, it's, it's like just, the like, wily e coyote. Help. Do I have to? Do I have to write in it, or can I just speak it and it does its thing, or is it specifically written? Before you've always written in it. Okay. He's just shouting at a piece of paper. <laughs> Holding this a is my in front form of, of bargaining. Space. Help! <laughs> Crawl, I don't think so. that's how squirrels work. I, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you shout help at this scroll. <laughs> yeah. They're emerald letters in dripping wet ink that's slipping up out of the page and slapping you in the face. <laughs> It's my mouth. <laughs> we'll say cost. Mm. Tears of your friends are falling. Cherish, I'm assuming you're just letting this happen. I'm locked eyes with Tirza. Oh, boy. God! Uh... Maz will say in your mind, I don't know as if this is what I meant. Well, then maybe you should have been a little more specific. <sighs> I... Um... Is there a way Yeah, I, I If you have a better idea, I can stop this anytime. I just like this was supposed to be like a kind of really poignant moment. No, I understand the brutal effectiveness of this tactic. I just wish it did not risk your life. I mean Eight hundred feet now from the surface of the maelstrom. When I was in Farim's here, I made a promise that I was going to come back and have a conversation with my sister. And I don't know if that's still going to happen. But I understand now. I understand the decision that he had to make. And I'm sorry I don't have more to contribute to help out. 
I'm the stab guy, you know. But I just want you all to know that I love you very much. And I'm glad you're here with me. Sid's shouting as you continue to fall 700 feet now. Did we use the pocket watches today? Yes. We tried. We did. I'm not attuned to mine. I mean, assuming that time has any concept wherever the fuck we are. I have no idea. Uh, I literally don't know what to do besides keep pace. (sighs) Tears are keeping pace with all of you. 600 feet now. The roiling heat and cold and wind and earth rising to meet you. Five hundred feet now. Chips of earth striking against you, slashing at your skin. The cold, bitter, the heat intense. Four hundred feet now. Guess I should know what time it is when I die. I got the pocket watch. The pocket watch reads two ten. It's amazing how much can change in ten minutes. I say almost to myself, maybe to Stormpiercer. Indeed. 300 feet now. Tears are I, keeping pace. Yeah, is there is there something anything to can that reads as some sort of connection point as some sort of gate? You have the items you've always carried with you. Your forge-bound items, your magic items. Maz, Stormpiercer, Sadigar, Grawl's Hexblade. For the ones who came before. I mean, is there any way to... I mean, we know that the four of them are linked, right? Is there any... But we can't feel that at all in any way, right? There's no tangible... You were not aware that your Forge-bound items could speak, correct? Yeah. Or at least not like communicate recently. with each other, yes. Yeah. Uh, we can't understand... The wizard, the construct wizard spellbook, correct? That's not something we can. Just going through the ship. I... You haven't taken the time to really study that. Well, I mean, I I did. I because I got a 
thing of comprehend languages and I just sped read the whole thing. Right. Oh, that's right. You, because you learned of the, about that last spell that they had ready for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Soaring through the sky. What's that? Powered by rockets? It's the long forgotten Hank Montgomery. He has not forgotten about us. 200 feet now. <laughs> Can't make a door up here. Can't call home a tap. Well, we do have 13 good flat rocks. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, uh, on the scroll, like, ask what, uh, like, what's the cost? And it says form. 100 feet now. Tears of Cherish's eyes have never left yours as you continue to fall. It's, it's great. It's helping with pressure of saving your lives. Uh, the heat and cold are blistering now. You all take six points of fire and cold damage. Six total, so it's three and three. Gotcha. Good. Cherish, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to pull to. Or... Yeah, fine. I'll... I... Cast... Fly on myself, Grawl and Sid. We're not falling anymore. Tears is. Tears is. Oh, then I just recast it on everyone. I forgot. As hilarious as that would be. <laughs> Less than 100 feet above the roiling vortex, <sighs> you suddenly all gain the ability to fly. Uh... Tears is crying. <laughs> I floating there, unsure about what to do next. A hundred feet, but we're not like we we took those those points of damage, but it's not like uncomfortably. Oh, it's, it's not like unbearable, or it is, is it the closest thing to unbearable? It is not. You are immediately spontaneously combusting but it is intense as to be painful being this close um what happened to the leviathan thing is it just kind of just it did not want to get close to this vortex yeah. hmm. Hmm. as you all float there Staring at each other. Unwilling to make certain choices or decisions or unable due to 
not knowing what you're capable of. You stare at each other, helpless, suspended above this endless, churning cauldron of elements below you. In ten minutes, this is going to be a moot point anyway. And we've done everything we can? Because if we have, that's fine. So be it. But if not, I don't know what we're waiting for. I don't... I don't know. I, I don't... I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not. We're all gonna... She trusted me. He trusts me. Grabs at her shoulder. You all... I'm supposed to protect you. But... I... There's... There's just... So much out there, and I... uh, I don't know any of it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a gentle comfort on your shoulders, tears as Sadagar gives you a, a soft squeeze... a feeling of forgiveness washes over you. Well, I don't think that you failed. (laughs) I think you did your best. That's very nice of you, but there is something I... I can literally do this. I just don't. Um, Is there any way that we can, the same way that we dump power into Sid's sword, uh, like give power into literally her grabbing threads? What, what is the most powerful? What is the most powerful? Yeah. What's the most powerful what you have? The most powerful object we have. The deck. I have a, it's, it's the, the deck. deck. Probably. Yeah. Or the hex blade. I guess. It's a it would probably be one of it. those two things, yes. Yeah. And there... No offense, Grawl, but neither of those two things sound like they're going to be very 
They don't they sound like either of them good prospects. Well, I they're got objects, just yeah. like the things we've touched before. Maybe if I'm not saying I have to draw from it, but maybe if one of us touches the deck of many things could work as a power locus. It's worth a shot. I'll take it out of the bag. Pull the little holster that contains the deck of many things out of the bag. Carried it for so long. I used to think it was going to mean the end of us. It still might. Still might. <laughs> oh, yeah. Certainly be something if it got us. Right here. I mean, do I... I don't, I don't feel anything, I assume. You still have the deck inside of its leather pouch? Oh, no, I've taken it out. Pull the deck of cards out. So simple and humble looking in its appearance. The deck positively thrums with power. Potential. Chaos. It is powerful. There is no denying that. But there's no push or pull sensation that comes from the deck. It's not attempting to draw you elsewhere. At least not yet. <laughs> Drawn of cards. It, it's it's not. The deadly I... potential of the deck is not necessarily a focus that you have seen before. Perhaps it is possible to replicate that power with the deck, but just the deck itself yeah. undrawn does not produce the same effect. I mean, I don't know anything about the deck, but if we drew something from it, would that create the power necessary? We usually just get thrust into the astral slash astral plane, right? Depending on the circumstance, you've used a spell to get there a couple of times. Blink. Mm -hmm. Right. Other times you've been drawn there by powerful creatures. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. This wait. is this is Buckwild. All right, let's hear it. Contact other other plane. We contact mm -hmm. the Mechanus. Uh, what you call it? Basra Mechanus Concordant. Thank you, Grawl. I remember that one. We turn ourselves in, and we don't necessarily die immediately, but we buy ourselves some time. Right. I thought about this. 
Same conclusion. What? Death? It's not the worst. No, no, we don't know that it's death. Right. It I, is death. It's not immediate death like this. Worth a shot. That or I give myself entirely over to the Hexblade and I become some sort of Eldritch Grossman thing. Well, then it's up to you. Yeah. Because I can't do jack shit. You have both of the options now. I mean, I, I like the, the Battle Mechanics Concordant option a little bit more than the other one. Then let's do Maybe it. Maybe we can actually talk to them. Who knows? We should probably do it sooner rather than later. It, we don't know it, how long it'll take them to get here. It certainly beats dying immediately. Yeah. Is there any signs of life around us? Like any more of the elven, elemental elven? No, you don't see any of them. Occasionally you'll see strange humanoid forms rising up and out of the royal. But those appear to be proto-elementals of some kind that are vaguely trying to take shape before being pulled back under by the maelstrom. What are we doing? As we'll say, I do not like the idea of submitting to that authority. And I don't like the idea of dying right here and you melting into nothingness. Is that a thing that we can agree on? There are other options. What? The first part of that concordant. How would I even begin to do that here. We have the scroll of contact at the plane. Yeah, so. like you guys would let me be like, hey, uh, actually, I'm going to call my dad. Call my dad. <laughs> Daddy, dad, can you come pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm in a swirling maelstrom of uh, elemental, and everyone's doing drugs. <laughs> Not yet, but that's a great idea. We should be. I don't know We're why. We're gonna die. We should be doing all the drugs. <laughs> there are others than your father that you might be able to contact. Good. Valor's mother, perhaps? may have been a ruse, but perhaps the Lady of Malbolge might actually be willing to speak with you. Call of Vistas. He seems like a cool dude. <laughs> Sorry, He's bad pretty pun. chill. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be more willing to contact Zariel than I'm saying there are options. We could also contact the Lady of Avernus, I'll say out loud. I have a command in the Blood War, so 
that's if you think that's a better option. That one doesn't want to imprison us. At least. As far as, as, far as we know. You still hold Certainly. the deck in your hand as well. Yeah. Maz will comment on that saying, and there is the possibility that that item, as dangerous as it is, could remove us from this situation. So one in 52 chance? <laughs> it's less than that. Or greater than that, I should say. There's not 52 cards in the deck. Right. I think there's only like 21. Oh, that's right. But only like 10 of those are workable, and Mike's not even playing with the official. Yeah, the standard deck. Oh, I've never been playing with a full deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll... Just give me the scroll. I'll... I'll contact Zario. Grawl, I think you still have that scroll. Yep. Yep. You hand there it you over. Go. The contact other plane one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm just going to do the saving throw first mm -hmm. just to get it out of the way. Get a bonus from Tirza. Yeah. This is the most interesting option, but oof. To me, anyway. Plus the tears of bonus. 16. 16. Oh. Ooh, just made it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. Shit. As the minutes tick by, and it takes a minute to cast the spell, so even as you complete it, you only have less than half your time of your fly left. Mm -hmm. As you read from this scroll, encanting the name Zariel. The Archdevil of Avernus. First General of the Blood War. Right Hand of Asmodeus himself. Which is somewhat ironic, given that she lost that hand in that very same blood war. Mm -hmm. The Angelic Shadow that appears in your midst is sudden. With no grand entrance, it is simply there. Dark, gleaming eyes shine out from black, feathered shadows. No pure form, simply a conjuring, a construct. Something that heard the names that you spoke and answered. And it rests there, hovering between you all, staring at you, Cherish.
We, the four of us, Sid, Tirza, Grawl, and myself, need to get back to Valor. Can you take, can, can you get us back to him? That's my first question. And there's a whispering in, take a breath. And the voice says, yes. Will you? For a price. What is the price? Service. You've got two questions left. Yeah. How long? Not yours. His. Oh, that's brutal. Yikes. Didn't answer my question. Another decade. Is there anything I can offer you in his stead? Kill your mother. These are not great. Can we, can we hear this? Is this taking place out loud or? Yes, absolutely. Cherish. Okay. Cherish, you can't offer that for him. And you. Tirza, give me a charisma saving throw. Mike, you said that if we drew from the deck, it might create enough power? It's certainly possible. The effects 20. of the deck are 
dangerously sporadic, but certainly powerful. But, like, in its current form, like, undrawn... It All doesn't... it has is potential. 27. Shit. This aspect of Zariel, this fiendish avatar that has been conjured in front of you, you feel that slight nagging sensation. This is not from here. This has been brought here. From somewhere else. And as that last question is answered, it is beginning to withdraw from this place back to from whence it came. Can I grab onto it? I think you can try. Give me an attack roll. We're making so Can I have friends. advantage because Cherish is playing? Emotionally, yes. <laughs> Physically, not really. No. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's um, not so bad. Uh, oh, okay. I, do I have any modifiers for this, or is it just a straight roll? I mean, your attack bonus. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 20... 16 plus 6 is 22. There is a single sharp crimson thread that is suddenly in your hand as you reach out and grab at nothing. <laughs> the thread runs through the smoky form of the one-handed angel and it lets out a sucking in of breath as you grasp the thread. Do we see this? You see suddenly a tight, humming line of crimson in the air coming from the sternum of the angel leading into Tears' hand. I, uh, I've i never done this the other way around, so um, I I guess grab on to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab Sid or Grawl, whoever's closest, and then also grabbing Tirza. Um, And, like, the other hands... Like one over the other, so she's tug of war, wearing both hands on the crimson thread. And I would like to pull. And you pull. And you pull. Straight through the shadowy form of Zariel. There is a hiss of rage as you jerk yourself through the image of this damned angel. And there is a peeling, a shattering, the world coming apart around you as you find a way away, through, around, under, you're not sure, all may apply. All you know is that thread, that single streak of crimson leads out and away and into a greater rope bound threads twined together this is but a single thread of that 
It leads back to some larger source, but you can see that there are other entwined threads leading elsewhere. One back towards somewhere familiar. I'd like to follow that thread. Give me a charisma saving throw. The rest of you have grabbed onto Tirza and mm-hmm. feel that jerking sensation from behind your navel that feels just like it does when the abyss is trying to drag you into itself. Uh, that's a dirty has tears 20 of powers. for me. And tears of poles and poles touching for a moment upon the braided rope leading down towards that first layer of hell, Avernus itself. You can see that this little single thread eventually joins with another thick, corded rope that would eventually, if you pulled in that direction, lead you towards Zariel herself. And you can feel the humming rage that courses along this thread as you tug at her essence to travel yourself through the plains. What you're doing right now is an invasion of her power, of her essence, and she will not forget this. Yep. Guess who's putting their name on the bounty? (laughs) (laughs) We won't rest until we're all on the bounty. (laughs) No, I can totally rest. Yeah, I don't need to be on the bounty. As you pull, screaming through darkness, through nothing, Grawl, give me a perception check. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh. Ooh, just with the clutch yeah. perception checks. I got nothing to do besides be perceptive right now. Hold on and be perceptive. <laughs> to everyone else, tears included, it is swirling darkness around them. Almost like a, a corkscrewing effect as you're being pulled through nothing. Grawl. As you unfocus your eyes and stare, though, you can see that you're traveling up a spiral staircase. A staircase that you would know at the bottom of which lies a door. A door that you've always taken to an archive. You tried bringing your friends down this spiral staircase when you led them into the dreamlands, but it was not for them, apparently. You can traverse it with ease, seemingly on instinct. And apparently, Tirza is doing the same thing right now. But not in a direction you've ever gone. Tirza goes up. You only go down. And she's pulling you up this staircase, up, 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 back into the waking world, back into the material plane, back to the side of your friend Valor, who, despite himself, has a single thread bound between himself and Zariel, the Archangel of Avernus. Somewhere far to the north, in the center of of the Crescent Lake, there is an island. At the top of that island is a stone circle. Runes written in primordial and sylvan 
swirl about it with glowing power. Beyond the lake, there is the steep peaks of the Stormwall Mountain. Within those peaks, a storm boils. Thunderous, angry, multicolored lightning, coursing as something terrible, ancient. The fourth serpent rises, unshackled for the first time in 521 years, until ten minutes after she had initially attempted to do so, the old mage staggers to within this circle, supported only by her staff and a dogged determination to keep this valley safe and sealed and trapped. She hurls power out of a ring on her hand. She hurls power out of the staff she carries. She hurls power out of herself, spells trained over the course of millennia. She subdues the serpent that encircles the valley. She lays it back into its slumber. Ten minutes too late, she conducts her ritual and puts reality back together piece by piece. As you collapse onto the road, staring around, you see demons screaming, being dragged back down into pools of water, halfway through emerging, unable to maintain their foothold, though, as something is put back into place. They are dragged screaming back into the abyss. But it is still too late. The old mage falls, gasping, clutching at her staff, staring out beyond the storm wall, seeing those long, ropey coils settle back down into the storm. Become the storm? Is there a difference between the two? Tears of frustration, of anger, of weary, bone-deep tiredness leak from the old mage's face. As she lets the emotions of the day overtake her. She knows it's too late. This is her valley, after all, and she can feel the cyst that has emerged. The tumor that has now grown up out of the mires south of Amberfell Mine. In the distance, the four of you can see it as well creature, 50 feet tall, 60 feet. It's difficult to say. The heads weave up and down. The voices cackle in rolling laughter. The tentacles weave and writhe. It calls to its own and the demons answer those already established on this plane. It could not bring the entire tide with it, but Demogorgon is here. 
and the blood war will rage. And the four of you find yourselves on the road leading south towards Amberfell, the other four threadless, gasping, breathless around you. Valor stands staring at Cherish and then at Tirza, tears clearly in his eyes. Sudden knowledge that he was perhaps privy to this conversation you had just had with Zariel, sudden and immediate and absolute. It is now 2.15. The rest of the day is yours. But I think that will have to wait till next time on Material Components, because as always, you can find us <laughs> on Twitter at MatcomRPG, that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Um, What are you guys going to do with the rest of the day? I was thinking I was going to meal prep for the yeah, rest of the maybe, week. You know? Maybe a trip to um, Omataps, you know, buy some rings. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just pop back up to Fort Verge. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe, you know, just checking out, uh, see how Stormhaven's doing. I know it's not great, but, you know, maybe. Beautiful this time maybe, of year. Yeah, maybe seeing the, play. the fires. Uh, here, the stickball is good this year. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, um, where I post all sorts of just me being sad about Macom. All I have, <laughs> only emotion I have. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can find me also probably being sad about Macom <laughs> um, over on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. Uh, you guys ever just like have a heart attack from from D and D stress? Come tell me about it. Come, yeah, that's what you should do. Come tell me about like just the crazy, stressful D and D moments. We can all be like, "Oh my god!" together. Come hang out. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, do I want to be the Mothman? Do I? Is that a thing I want? Because I kind of want, like, a little bit. Like, a little bit. I just kind of want to know. So. It's probably some nice benefits, you know? Yeah, like, if I can turn it off, when you, you know? Off, when you offered it up, I was like, Ugh. But it's do fair. we want him to get himself over to the next Right. Well, I'm just, I just, I might be, I might look like a moth, man. I could still the big, dumb idiot on the inside. <laughs> Anyways, let me know if that's a good choice. Um, and what you can do instead of reaching out to me on social media, I'm not there. Um, you can help all of us here at Matcom, uh, by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform, uh, you're consuming it on. Uh, we, uh, we say it every week and it never stops being true, but we love hearing from you. Um, it means a lot. Uh, and if you're listening right now, uh, Please, please, please <laughs> rate and review our podcast. Um, 
And when you do, of course, we we have a uh, a lovely little uh, feature of Matcom where if you include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the review, that name will appear in this campaign. It doesn't matter if it is the greatest name you have ever come up with or if you wanted to come up with Farts McKenzie. Like, that will end up in this campaign. So Look, there were so many NPCs in this one. There was a, a windsurfing dude in the Elemental Maelstrom who could have had Farts McKenzie as their name. It could have been Farts mm-hmm. McKenzie. We'll never know now, though. We'll never know. I think uh, we know that that was the name. <laughs> Cold Keith, obviously. Oh, it's clearly yes. Cold oh. Keith. <laughs> but of course, you can Man, find around. me on Twitter, at MKGurgoni, where... I don't want you all to feel stressed. You all did an amazing job. Uh, know that I feel bad when you feel stressed. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's like, good. good stress. It's that good stress. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't stressed. I was just accepting the the inevitable death. You know okay. what I mean? Like I was yeah. just leaning back and ready for it. it Sid. Jeez. Don't- don't get on Twitter and tell me that what I did to Teresa was mean. I know it was mean, and I'd do it again. <laughs> and of course, you can find our good, good friend on Omatep on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he probably had a way for you all to get out of that kooky circumstance, and you just sure. didn't ask. Uh, folding boat. Folding boat. Folding boat. <laughs> Immune to elements. Didn't say that part, did I? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Very good at surfing <laughs> cataclysms. Uh, a million dicks over time. <laughs> you can, of course, he is, of course, an important NPC. Uh, not this session. Not this session, no. <laughs> One day. One, One day. day. Thank you all so much for listening to this extra long episode of MatCom. Oh. It was yeah. a crazy one. Uh, but a lot of stuff happened, and I hope you enjoyed the ride. Uh, I know I did. So. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye.